0: So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start. That's anchor.fm/.start. To join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor, that's anchor.fm/.start.
1: I can't wait to hear your podcast.
0: guys, it's Wednesday and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I'm with Bowfinger Stagger, right? I said your last name correct? You did. Alright, good. Also, um, <laughs> that's phew, because I'm terrible at last names, just to let you know. Uh, so before we start the, get into the cast, I just want to thank everyone for listening and remember... If you're a Patreon member, we have three different tiers to let you listen to the podcast from three days to a week early. So you can even listen to next week's episode today. That is right. Next week's episode is out today for you Patreon top tier members. Holy moly, that's awesome to hear. That's an awesome episode as well, too. So let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So, Bowfinger, we start with the simplest question of all time. And you know what that question is? Not at all. That question is... What was the first thing that got you into film production? Like from a little kid or adult, what made you get into film? What movie? What
2: TV show? What what got you there? Uh, you know, it was one of those things where I just realized that I would always go outside with a video camera when we first got one. We got the one with the big VHS mm-hmm. box thing. Yeah, and I would always carry it with me, and I would run into friends or family, and I would right there on the spot make a scene. And they're like, dude, you always with this damn camera, man. And I never realized it that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember being 16 years old and doing it with my cousin and his and his friends. And they're like, yo, man, your cousin always carried this damn camera with him, not realizing that that was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and doing it more and more and getting the new cameras when they come out and all this other kind of stuff.
0: So uh, you're not from Vegas originally, are you? New York City. New York City. So you're in 16, you're in New York City, which is probably amazing time at that moment, filming all that wonderful stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like in that? Were you in the film community scene out there in 16, or were you just like, you know, lollygagging, not lollygagging, but like hanging out with friends, and you're just filming stuff. You're not really focused on that film scene.
2: Not at all. It was just one of those things where... Uh, I would always watch movies, and then I always wanted to make movies, but never uh, knew the aspect of what it takes to make a movie. Mm-hmm. I just pointed and shoot and made up a script right there on the spot. You so, know, so
0: it's all in your head, kind of just shooting. Okay, cool, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're like basically improvising all your movies at the time. Everything so that's, that's I didn't
2: awesome. write. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of the same way today as I was back <laughs> then. You know, but I would never. I would always just on the spot, just yeah. write something, and I, okay, you, you, this, you're going to say da-da-da-da, and then you're going to say da-da-da, and then I would shoot it, and, and, had no idea what I was doing. Was
0: continuity a bitch for you then?
2: I didn't even know what continuity was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know? Uh, so, okay, so 16, what happens after 16, like, uh, what, how, what's the next level um, you, you go to? What, how does, well, where does both fingers go?
1: Okay,
2: so, doing these little bit of movies, right, these little short video clips, Yeah. um, I was working security when I became, I think, 18 and 19. And the security company had an account with Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And they asked me to work at Saturday Night Live. I was like, what? Sure. And I went to work at Saturday Night 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 Live. And that's, what is that? That me? You. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Right? And I went to work at Saturday Night Live. And there I got to meet uh, Eddie Murphy. Okay. That's awesome. And everybody that you name in the business, I was there. So it started making me realize that the entertainment business was somehow following me, mm-hmm. you know, from doing my little movies to working at Saturday Night Live for two years, you know, becoming friends with Eddie Murphy and all the other people there, Rick James and all these people. And I left when Eddie Murphy left.
0: Okay. Did you yeah. did you go with
2: Eddie? Uh, did you follow Eddie or did I you was, just
0: separate yourselves? or Because he left, you left, you went
2: different ways? No, I was invited to come work with him on the Lord Have Murphy tour. Okay. But, I was in love with a girl at the same time, oh. and she was like, we just need to leave, we just need to leave. Ask Eddie and them, where they going you know, to California first? And they are yeah. like, no, nah, we hitting the South first, and da 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 So I chose love over that. Gotcha. Are you still friends with Eddie, by the way? Just wondering. I haven't seen him since, believe it or not. Actually, the last time we talked was ooh, Coming to America 1.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. So so you and your lady you mm-hmm. at the time went to California then? California. So was that the plan? Like when, when did you decide to go to California or was it just like kind of
2: It was when he left and I left. left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You so what,
0: like it wasn't like anything you were thinking in the back of your head to leave to California. It was more like after he left, like, let me try this. Right. Okay, cool. So what was it like being in California then? What would you what would you do in California?
2: California, I first when I, I first landed in Santa Ana. But I would always drive up to Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and I remember the high that I would get when I would see the Hollywood sign getting off the freeway, you know, the 101, and then you see the Hollywood sign, and I would always get this rush of excitement, you know? Um, So eventually, she and I broke up, Mm -hmm. and I moved to Hollywood, Okay, right there on Hollywood and Bronson, as soon as you get off the 101 freeway. You know, that's how Charles Bronson got his name.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, coming from, I guess he was driving, I guess his name was Carlos something. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he got off the freeway, made that left turn, and the first street you see is going to be Bronson. Okay. So he was like, hmm, Carlos Bronson, Charles Bronson, Charlie Bronson. And that's how he got his name.
0: That works. That makes sense now. (laughs) It It all makes sense now. So
2: I moved there, and I started doing extra work. And... Extra was okay. I just had really bad experiences doing it. What were some of the bad experiences, if I may ask? I remember one on some movie I was working on. I can't remember what it was. There was uh, a guy, the AD, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the actors, extras, I call them background people. I don't like extras. I like background personnel, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So we were hungry. So the guy was like, man, I'm hungry. And everybody was going to the food truck. This was before I realized that, you know, cast and crew has to eat first so they can get back on the set. Yeah. I was thinking, yo, why they got to eat first? Why can't we all eat together? Yeah. You know? Uh, so they went to go eat. And I said, man, if I was you, I'd just go get something to eat. <laughs> you know? So he went up to the food truck, got his food, and came back. And the AD came over to him and was like, wait a minute. Aren't you an extra? He's like, yeah. And he snatched the food from him. And he said, you eat when the rest of the extras eat. And tossed the food. I was like, okay, I'm done with this because I'm about to beat this dude's ass.
3: <laughs> Can oh I say my. ass? It's,
2: okay. anything, it's, it's really
0: <laughs> anything goes here.
2: <laughs> so that was when I realized this is not what I wanted to do. You Boy. know what I mean? Uh, another set was, I worked with, remember Lawrence Hilton Jacobs? Who? Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. He was... Um, no, sorry. Uh, this might be before your time. He was in Cooley High. He was in... Um, uh, remember Welcome Back, Carter? I, I do I have seen the show but I, I know he was I, a black guy okay great. Gotcha. <laughs> right? and I worked on a movie with him downtown LA and they broke into my car and stole my radio I went to him and he was talking to somebody Yeah, and I was like you know I didn't really know the business I didn't yeah. know that he was going over shots and this that and the next thing I was like, yo, Mr. Lawrence, they broke into my car and stole my radio. He's like, oh, man, that's messed up. And, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to move these shots here. And I was like, this dude don't even care. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, funny thing is, he and I ended up becoming friends after that. Because we've seen each other years later. And I had told him, I said, hey, you remember me? I'm that dude. He said, yeah, I remember you. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) you do remember. You know? But we ended up becoming friends. It's one of those things that we talk about when we run into each other now. You ever get that radio, man? (laughs) You know? Hey, how's that car going? Right. How's that car, man? (laughs) So, yeah. And uh, so doing all of that just made me realize I did not like being behind the scenes. I don't like the way they treat people.
0: You should be in front of the scenes. Right. Right.
2: Right. But, you know, the funny thing was. Whenever I would drive through Hollywood and I'd see, like, the film crews, Mm -hmm. I'd get excited. Yeah. I'd pull over the side of the road and I'd stop and I'd watch and I'd see what's going on. I was almost in Mel Gibson's Lethal Weapon, the first one.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. How'd How'd you almost end up in that?
2: Okay, so... They were doing this scene where he was on the roof with the guy, and he was like, you want to jump? You want to oh, jump? Oh, I love that scene. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to do this, right? So I pull over, I get out, and I go, and I make my way, and I look, I'm looking at how the camera's moving and everything, right? And I'm like, okay. So I ease my way into the crowd scene, right? And the director's like, hey, get ready. Hey, wait. Wait a minute. Cut, cut, cut. Who's the guy in the back with the shorts and the tank top? And everybody turned and looked at me, and I, I turned to look to see who they were talking about. The thing was, if you remember, that was a winter scene. Oh. I would have got away with it if I wasn't in the shorts. Oh, my gosh. And the tank top. Uh, you, wrong time and, of wrong, year. And the guy came over. He's like, you would have got away with it if you didn't have that tank top. <laughs> <laughs> this is a winter scene. I was like, damn. You know? So I left that. <laughs> but I saw them. They were There was another time when they were filming a Stevie Wonder video. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, what was that song called? uh I forgot the name of the song. Part-time lover. Okay. And I saw them filming it. And I, you know, I know people who know Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So I went over there to go see what was going on. And I threw a name out there. And the guy said, like, oh, you're a friend of his? I was like, yeah. He said, like, okay, this is a friend of so-and-so's. Let's put him in this shot. And die. he said that he can come down. And I was like, yeah, lying my ass off. Good job. <laughs> you know? But they put me in the shot. And I'm looking at the camera. And the camera just goes right past me. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. They ain't getting me in this shot. They trying to play me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So the camera goes by again. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna y'all gonna get me on the next time. So they do it again, but I move this way to where I'm in the shot, you know, and I can see the camera. Like, yeah, they got me, right? So I'm all excited. I call everybody up. Yo, I'm in the video. TV you part? I love it. Video comes out. Boom. They cut you cut me out like just a little inch of me that you can see, and I say. <laughs> Damn.
0: Well, that's like most background extras. Like, oh, my elbow was in uh, Braveheart. Right. You know, right.
2: <laughs> okay, so <cool>. who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but hey, hey.
0: you know what? That's fifteen seconds of fame, literally, that, or that inch of fame right there. Yeah,
2: you be surprised. I was like, dude, I saw you, man. I saw you, man. And I was like, yeah, you know how I do.
0: <laughs> so you're in Hollywood Doing the background uh-huh. Extra stuff And then after What happened after the background Extra stuff Well after I doing?
2: decided To get out of it Because I was like You know after that one With the AD Snatching the food Was that the last experience I'm guessing Yeah Okay That was that. was the last one I was like yo And then with Lawrence and Jacobs And nobody caring It seemed like I'm like yo I just can't You know being familiar I can't be disrespected Like that Yeah You know mm-hmm. So that's when I opened up a photography studio And I just started doing Photos, headshots, yeah. you know, so I knew what people liked and what the industry was looking for. People loved my headshots and everything, but they didn't really want to pay the money. Mm. So that's when I was like, I can't do this because this ain't paying the bills, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: so. You think people would want to pay the money for headshots, like, especially in LA where there's constantly new headshots every day, probably. Right. So that's, that's interesting, like.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just, I had a studio, my studio was right there on, right there off of Hollywood and can't remember the, the side street, but it was like right there, mm-hmm. right in the heart of everything, you know, and I, oh, you know where it was? Where was it? It was right behind the Bowfinger house, the actual Bowfinger house. Where was the Bowfinger house though? Was that it was, on, on Abbott Kinney? No, it was off of, um, oh man, starts is night, Gower, I think it, was, might've, it might've been Gower. Okay. Something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was, my studio was right around the corner. Like I would do shoots right in front of that house. You and know, years, this is this yeah. is the crazy part about it. You see how everything seems to circle around what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, I opened yeah. up the studio in Hollywood um, and it's right behind the Bowfinger house, which Eddie Murphy filmed Bowfinger movie.
0: Yeah. Right there. Probably years later, right? Years okay. later,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm shooting in front of the house not realizing that this is the house that they're going to use and da-da-da-da-da. So oh, shit. then for some reason, I just um, started writing scripts. Okay. You know, and these ideas would come to me um, in my sleep. Like I dream movies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and just started writing them down and stuff. Oh, pfft, okay. So I went to, film. I went to go find out about film school, right? Hollywood film school. I remember the lady said to me, how much it costs? And she said the number. she said just didn't make any sense to me. She said it was twenty five twenty thousand five hundred dollars. Makes sense. I'm like, what is what is twenty thousand five hundred? Do I give you twenty thousand and then another five hundred or do I give you twenty five thousand? Yeah. dollars pick one. How does that work? And Maybe you meant twenty thousand five hundred dollars. Right. So I'm giving her twenty thousand plus five hundred. <laughs> yeah. What the <laughs> So that's I was true. like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. So what I did was I I, rent, I bought this movie, I watched this movie, El Mariachi. Yeah, the Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah. Have you read the book? I read the book. Okay. And um, it was like I read the book and I saw what he had said about film school, you know, and it makes sense. Yeah. You think about it, if you go to film school, you spend $20,500, no one's going to really hire you to do a movie fresh out of film school. Very,
0: very rarely.
2: I, I yeah. think you're going to be the coffee guy.
0: You know, yeah, definitely. I mean, also, there's a great book called um, 101 Things Film School Doesn't Tell You. Mm-hmm. And they basically say, like, you know, you can go to film school. Everyone wants to be a director in film school. But, like, you're not going to film school as a grip. Like, you're not going to go to film school. Like, I want to be a grip. I want to be a gaffer. You <laughs> right. kind of fall into those roles. And then on top of that, too, the people with money will become those directors and yada, yada, yada. Right. But, like, here's another thing, too. Um Filmmaking is a broad term. I like to say now it's more or less like anyone's a filmmaker. Right. Because if you're like, if you're the director, you're obviously a filmmaker, but being the grip, you're also a filmmaker because you're making the film. Right. So like people should really think about that
2: too. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought, I bought this book and I read this book and I was like, wow, I was just amazed by yeah. it. You know what I mean? And a lot of it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selling your body to science for $7,000. Uh no not that part. <laughs> I mean you got to do what you got to do. But the fact that he was there's no one else like him at that era. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's why all the hoopla was over the so, movie. So was that '94ish when you saw it then? I'm guessing. Uh, I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? That came out in '94. I think '93 '94. Yeah.
2: Like that. Yeah. And that led to me, you know, reading the book and and saying, you know, well, shit, I can do it. Yeah. You know. Um. So what I started doing was going to the movies every week. And I realized that I didn't watch movies like the average person. Yeah, I watched movies like um, how things move, when the camera moved, why did it move, mm-hmm. um, what was being said, what caused it to move in, what caused it to move out. Yeah, you know. And then I started renting movies, DVDs, buying DVDs that only had the behind the scenes. I remember the first one I bought was Blade. Okay, and that had the behind the scenes, and it had the script to screen thing. Oh, I think I remember that.
0: Was that like a secondary button or whatever? Yeah, like I think
2: that? so. I it, think was the, it was ma- it was it shows you the script. Yeah. And then on the side was the action. Oh. From the movie. No, I don't remember. Actually I oh my god, I do not remember that. I'm it sorry. was it's one of those that I don't even think they do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I never, I think that was like the only movie because I never yeah. seen it really in any other it DVDs or anything. The Matrix too. Oh, you know what? I do remember it. Yeah. I have to check if it's on the Blu-ray. Because uh, the Blu-ray has all the features from, like, the DVD and the VHS. Uh-huh. So, I won't, I'm going to check that out later.
2: Yeah. So, that, I just started watching that and seeing how it was done, how it was the scenes were written and how the, everything was done and how it all went together. Mm. Then I would go to the movies every week, and I'm watching the movies, and I'm seeing all of this stuff. So, I was really getting film school right there, mm. you know? Yeah. So, um, and it's so funny. I did my first movie, which was a kid's movie, and... Uh, it's the Tyler Perry story I went through you know I broke up with my kid's mother ended up becoming homeless but I still had to finish, finish this movie and then my time with my kids were we would go to the movies yeah you know um And then as I'm in my car, or whatever I'm writing, at the library editing at the gym, showering, and this, that, and the next thing. But I'm still finishing this movie. What was that movie called, by the way? Homework Bound. Homework Bound. Homework Bound. So what was that about, if I may ask? Two brothers, little brothers, who drive their mini motorcycles from Los Angeles to Las Vegas in pursuit of a missing homework assignment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I would put their little motorcycles in the car. we drive to Vegas. we do the shot. We did some scenes off the freeway. Yeah. Blended it to make it look like they were on the freeway. People were like, wow, how'd you do that with them on the freeway? And I'm like, ah, I like gotcha. that. And uh, it actually was a pretty good movie. People watched it and was like, oh, this is really good. Will that ever be online? I do not know. I do not know. But it was really a good movie. I had one of, a guy who I think uh, last year bought it. Oh, okay. And he was like, you know, my kids were watching it, and then I was walking by doing stuff, and I said, you know what? Let me let me watch this. He said, I sat down and watched. He said, you know what? It was actually pretty good. You know, yeah. and I was like, dang, That was my first movie. Oh, I okay. did that with a Sony Digital Eight, and I edited it in Sony Movie Maker. Oh my
0: gosh, was that uh, Sony Digital Eight? Was that a
2: mini DV or mini? No, 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 no. It was a regular. Oh, no. That one might have been high eight. That might oh, have Hi-8. been high eight. Okay. Yeah. Holy moly. And I and I did that one.
0: Oh. <laughs> what wow. was that like? Um, that whole process for that you? That
2: whole process was... You're the
0: one-man band? Of course. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? I've always been that way where uh, it's not that I don't want a team or a crew mm-hmm. to work with. It's just that I am not the type of person that sit and wait for somebody else to determine my worth or determine whether I can start working on something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I hate that, you know, and I hear a lot of filmmakers... Uh, that, oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for this. This is what I hear a lot in Hollywood, too, from a lot of filmmakers. Yeah, I'm waiting for a budget. I'm waiting for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm waiting for that. And to me, that's just what you're doing is you're just waiting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When you have a camera, you can have a, now you can have an iPhone, you can have whatever, just go out there and start filming. Yeah. You know, and that's how I am. I'm not the type of person to sit and wait for somebody else to approve anything, yeah. you know? So with that movie, I just went out there and I wrote the script. I dreamt it, wrote it, and I went out there and started filming it. So you make Homework
0: Bound, which is a great name, by the way. And then how did you, did, how did you end up in Vegas after that? Or how, like No, just,
2: we went to Vegas to film the movie. Okay. And then. You just stayed here? Yeah, yeah, we came back here. And then I went to the tribes and children relations with my kid's mother and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always, you know, my visitation time with my son's was movie time. Yeah, You know, we went every week. It got to the point where they got juice, where they would walk into the theater and the clerks, ticket people would, be, hey, yeah, that's the, yeah, they're good. And oh, wow. they would just let them in. Yeah, you know. Um, but we, and to this very day, we still do it.
0: Do you have a specific day or do you just go whenever? Usually,
2: well, out here in Vegas is Monday. Oh, hey, Monday? Because there's $5 at the Palms now.
0: <laughs> well, that is true. It, uh, the Palms does have a really good deals, by the way. Let's just yeah. throw that out there. So, I love it, man. Yeah. Five
2: bucks? Five Come bucks. on. Uh,
0: there's another one too that has a $5 movie uh, I friggin' forgot what it was I think it's a Regal Cinema uh-huh. yeah yeah if I, if I remember what it is I'll tell you what what it is so hey you can get two
2: days in a row right two days. there you go were oh, <laughs> you gonna go Monday it's stopped now cause they're older you know, they're 19 and 22 now, so it's like, dad, I got a date, so I'm going to have to cancel. Oh, come on. You can't. I'll tell you a little bit about that story <laughs> later on, about that canceling, because oh. a big blessing came out of that, him canceling going to the movies. Oh, okay. You know, with my fir- with my re- recent movie, the current movie. Yeah. So, so, But I'll tell you that later.
0: Okay, sounds good. So... uh <laughs> So after that You you said you ended in Vegas After Trials and Tribulations Then you kind of moved Vegas Uh,
2: No I moved to After all of that Mm. I I moved to New York City Oh you went back to New York I went back to New York And New York was not nice Why was New York not nice? I couldn't find a job
0: Yeah Um, How long were you in New York then for?
2: I was there I think Three months No six months Six months Yeah and it was hard Trying to find a job Man it was not easy I was like man Because everything had changed Everything is online Mm -hmm. You know I was living with my mother who didn't understand that jobs was online. Now you just don't walk into them anymore. Yeah. You know, but I was still filming. I was in the process of doing another movie, which I shot in California called Family Blood. Okay. And that movie will never see light of day. Why, why is that? It was finished. And all I was doing was adding the music to it and everything. Right. And mm-hmm. I was dedicated working on this movie. My mother thought I was working on a hobby. You know? Yeah. And I remember her yelling at me, talking like, you working on your damn hobby, you need to be finding a goddamn job. That's what you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, hobby? This ain't no damn hobby, this is what I do. Yeah. You know? So I was working on this movie, and it was almost done. All I needed to, to do was get the music. And I, you know, I like working with independent artists, rappers, musicians, and giving them the opportunity to have their, movie on the, their music on the soundtrack. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I was doing something and something popped up on the screen. I don't know what it said. I didn't read it. I was tired. I was frustrated. I just hit the enter button or whatever. And all I heard was. <laughs> I was like, what What was that? You know, oh, come shit. to, yeah, come to find out what I had did was just erase the entire movie. Totally gone. Holy shit. Right. Then the tapes that I used, Yeah. Could not find them. I don't know where they were to this very day. I've never seen them again. Um, and it was completely lost. The movie was done. It was gone. Holy shit. That yep. fucking sucks. I didn't learn. I didn't know to back up your stuff. Well, also, what what year was that, too? That was in 2000. Had to be, yeah, 2013.
0: 2013. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to back up. Yeah, that's be backing up time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. A well, lot of things. Hey, I, you learn. You learn on the job. bro. <laughs> let me tell you. I got so many copies of one time. You don't even know <laughs> I back that thing up on everything. Right? But, um, so that movie was gone, but it was finished yeah. and I had people interested in watching that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were following me on Instagram, not Instagram, Facebook, because I put the posts and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh it was gone. They were like, yo, what happened to it? That, I was that's like terrible. And I remember how I felt after. I was so distraught that I didn't I didn't want to write anything. I didn't want to touch the camera. I was just so just So done with it all. Mm -hmm. I was like, because it felt like every time I would get a little further ahead, something would come back and knock me back down. The two steps
0: forward, one step back? Yeah.
2: You know, and I was like, man, so now the movie's done. The movie's gone. Never to be seen again. I can't get it out of the computer. Right? Yeah. Uh, So then, that was it. I was done. I was just looking for a job then. Yeah. You know? And I called a friend of mine. His name is uh, Brian. Brian is a film producer in L.A. OK. Right. And one day. So I called him up and I was telling him, you know, he was like, "Yo, what happened? And I told him how I felt and what happened with the movie and this, that and the next thing. And he was like, "Yo, stop all that pity shit. You know? Yeah. He said, you know, get get your ass back in shape, get back on the camera and get back to writing and finish making another movie. You know, don't just stop right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he said, one of the things I love about you is that you're a go getter. No one can stop you. Nothing stops you from doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You were the type of guy and you would film anywhere, you know, without permits, whatever the case. You got the camera, you filming. He said, that's what I love about you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to keep doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit there now and soak over something that is gone. Recreate, you know. Mm-hmm. So it took me a minute to, uh, you know, realize this and da-da-da-da-da. And I remember telling him that I needed an iPad so I can, you know, send some stuff, you know. And next day, he sent me an iPad. I was like, whoa. What? You yeah. know? So, uh, I got back into it, and Family Blood was dead, and I just started writing. Oh, no. Then I had to move to, I had a choice to move to California
0: mm-hmm.
2: or move to Vegas. Okay. And I was not moving to California. So, I decided to move to Vegas. Okay. that's And that's 2013 still? 2013, Okay. Yeah. So, I've been out here for seven years. Oh, welcome. I'm in here. I'm in you're the, you're I'm welcome.
0: You're <laughs> welcome. I'm in the six-year club.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the club. Welcome. (laughs) Where are you from? I'm from Jersey, man. Oh, that's... Duh, that's right. Come on, Demarco. Come on. My yeah.
0: bad. I told you this a million
2: times. That's yeah, funny. I might, I mean, I might, I might use your name in the movie, man. Yeah. Vinnie Demarco. Well, if you spell it D,
0: that's fine. I'm not a D. I'm a D I guy. D I yeah. exactly. <laughs> Vinny Demarco. You can do it. It's fine. All it's, right, uh, there's a lot of Demarcos out there. Right, right, hey, right. If you go to the Bronx. There's a whole bunch of Demarcos. My right. fa- my dad's family's from there. <laughs> it's from the,
2: DeMar- okay. the Bronx,
0: yeah, Arthur Avenue.
2: Oh no way. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. used to live uh, on the concourse. Okay. But I grew up on Bathgate Avenue. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Did yeah. you ever go to? Uh, this is a tangent a little bit, but did you ever go to? And, ever hear of Louis and Ernie's uh, pizzeria? No, no. It's it's on. I guess it's on Arthur Avenue. My dad raves about it uh-huh. in the Bronx. Yeah, he says it's the best pizza ever. Like is that the, right? he said they when he opened up and like um, and they give free pizza slices to the kids that day. And he goes, it was lined up around the corner, uh-huh. and then kids were getting more lines just after they got the pizza.
2: <laughs> is that good? Yeah. Well, you New know, York pizza is the best, especially when it's Italian. You know, it's funny. If I think about the when I. You know, came out to California. Yeah, and they yeah. were talking about pineapples oh. and ham on the pizza. And I'm like, yo, what is that? No, oh, that's, that's a- Hawaiian pizza. I said, do you know the old Italian brick oven, you know, pizza makers would be insulted yeah. if you did that, you know? Yeah, I go back, excuse me, hi, you have any pineapples and, you know, ham on yeah, the pizza? Yeah, no, you
0: don't want that shit.
2: Get out of my store, you do gacha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> you know? like that's just insulting the old the old Italian DeMarco pizza yeah. guys, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh um. man, yeah, I hate pineapple on pizza. I hate pineapple in general, but that's another story for another right, time. Right, man. right, right. It's just disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. Yeah.
2: So you made the choice to come to Vegas. So I made the choice to come to Vegas. Um, and I was in the, I started writing another movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Angels of Death. Okay. And I started about four, it was about a group of female assassins. And I started writing that movie and I started filming that movie and it was just me again, Mm. you know. And I remember, uh, and like I said again, it's not that I don't need a team or want a team. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to have to wait for somebody else, you know. And everybody else is doing their own thing you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, listen, can you do it? da 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 No? Okay, cool. Moving on and making it happen. Yeah. You know? So I took my camera out, did my casting, had everybody come down, did the thing, and then we started shooting the movie. Mm-hmm. And we would do the scenes and everything. Um, but then one time came into, into, into the picture. Okay. And one time came as something that was had to be done.
0: Why did it have to be done? What 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 gave that spark where you're like, I need to do this one, say Angels of Death?
2: Um, because I couldn't get it out of my head. Okay. You know, I kept yeah. you know, you, you have your you, you try to have control of your dreams. You know, at least yeah. I do. And I remember one of the things of I would always dream and a car would flip over by itself and I'm sitting there battling myself to my no, you go that way. You, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm tossing it, turning it in my sleep or whatever. But one time came to me as a force that wouldn't stop, you know what i mean and, and it was like I was so excited about writing it, and i was the script was coming to me like like that, you know, and I'm writing it down and writing it down and da da da, da and I was like it became um like it just put angels of death on the, on the, on the back burner mm-hmm. you know um and it became one of those. I remember in the process of making it, there was a film director, and he told me. Uh, I guess he, he was auditioning, but he was also a film director. And he was telling me that there's no way I could do a movie like this. He said, who's doing your lighting?
0: Do I know this person?
2: Uh, I don't know. His name, right? Go, on. <laughs> Go ahead. Fernando? Nova. No, I don't know him. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> And uh, I never forget this dude, man. I, oh. I'm like, yo, you know, he did a little short movie and won some award or whatever. Yeah, I haven't heard from the dude since. That's a weird thing. You no, know, we'll talk about that in a little bit.
0: But just to preface that, there's a lot of people that are filmmakers out here that you like. Someone mentioned it in another podcast, there's so It's a bunch of filmmakers, but then you never hear about them again, right? Or they you know, like they release things and they don't, or they make shit and they don't release it, right? But we'll talk about that later. Yeah.
2: So this guy says to me, you know, well, who's your who's doing your lighting? Yeah, and I'm like uh, me, and, and what about the who's doing your sound? And it's that next thing. I said me. He's like, oh, okay. Well, there's I, I I can't be a part of this. There's no way that um you can actually do a movie with no film crew and no lighting guy, no sound guy. There's just no way you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so forget it. in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And um, I never forgot that. You know what I mean? I never forgot the dude, and I never forgot his image. You know, Fez is what comes to mind when I think of him. And um, it just made me realize that, you know, I I can do this. I know I can do this, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So I wrote the script, and I did my casting. And in long story short... It took me two years to do the movie. Yeah, I was going to ask
0: you how long it took you. Yeah, it
2: took me, exactly, it took me about two years to do the movie, and there's so many different things in this, in the film that you can see the length of time that yeah. I know I can yeah. that I tried to cover up and stuff like that. But certain people who are filmmakers, whatever, they see it. They know it. They're like, huh. Like, I'm sure you caught a lot of stuff. Yeah. I caught a lot of things. Yeah, easy, buddy. Easy. <laughs> I caught a lot. <laughs> no, I'll <I'd> say that. <laughs> yeah, I know you saw a lot of stuff. <laughs> but...
0: Know me well,
2: yes. <laughs> so I said. Um, so I did the movie. Yeah, you know, and it took me two years. It took so long as that man. The, the longest thing was because it was shot. Some scenes were in shot in L.A., some scenes were shot in Vegas. Then mm-hmm. working with people's schedule.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's, that's the tough. hard
2: part is when you're working with people's schedule, and you're trying to film, and you you know you you know you. I find that your best actor when you're in the movie is yourself. Okay. No, not the best actor, but the most dedicated person. Or also the person with the most time. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is you. So with this movie, the delay came with, you know, people doing their own thing and then when you're not really paying people a lot of money...
0: Yeah, that doesn't help too.
2: That doesn't help at all. Yeah. You know, cause, and I'm the last person that want to take you away from making money. Yeah. So say like on a day when you got to work and I know I can't pay you or whatever, yeah. I understand when, yeah, I can't do it. man. Yeah. You know? But I always had this feeling where... You know, I call it the Spike Lee theory. Okay. Right? And what's the, what's the theory? The theory is, remember, if you've noticed, a lot of Spike Lee's movies, the, a lot of them are the same actors. Yeah. Well, back in the days. Oh, yeah. yeah right? Back in the, the days. School days and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Well, these were actors that worked with him when he had nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? All he had was a dream, and, and they had to believe in him, and they did. And so when he got something, he was able to pay them and keep them... Working because of their loyalty.
0: Also, they're hungry, too, at the time. So you have to right. take that into... I think you should take that into account as well.
2: Right. But, yeah. You know? And so that hunger, which is, you know, paying their dues and everything, sometimes you got to work for free. I I work for free. Yeah. You know, I'll still do it to this very day if I know that there's something that is actually going to... If you're just doing it just to be doing it, then there's nothing in it. No, I'm not going to work for you for free. Yeah. But if it's something that I see that has potential to get out there and, and make something happen, yeah, I'm down.
0: Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, I mean... Personally, I feel like I've been stung so much about the whole free thing that you've done a lot. Yeah, I've, I've done. I put the free in freelance for a while, like two years. So yeah. I feel like I I don't need to put any more much into free things unless I like unless it's a one off for one day I'll do it. Uh-huh. Like, but I'm not going to continually do it. You know right. what I mean? If it's like a whole another series or something like that, I'm like, I'll help you one day. Right. I'll let you borrow my shit the other time, yeah. But I, I can't keep doing it for free to. Try, I have other things on my plate, or try to find other things to right. do. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but I, I just can't do shit for free all the time anymore. Right. Yeah, because I feel yeah, like well, I feel like I passed the uh, threshold of right experience.
1: Yeah,
2: I, and and I agree. And I think even if a person, if you work for somebody for free one time or whatever or yeah. two times then the third time it's like okay you yeah, yeah, need yeah. to start you know, doing something like that yeah because I think also
0: you're showing your loyalty as well knowing that you're right. like hey I'm going to do this for free for you for a couple times but the, you know after a while I'm like right, hey uh, is it possible just to get gas money you know what I mean? or food just something in yeah. general like, I'll be happy with that Like anything little like I don't need the world right. but then again I mean I did something once and someone gave me 20 bucks and I felt kind of like a slap in the face but I did like 20 other things for that person Wow. So I was like, <clears throat> I'd rather have nothing then, you know what I mean. So like, it's a weird. So I guess it's my like brain and how I feel sometimes too. So it's just me being weird.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're, it's not being weird. It's it's being like, yo, you know, come on, man. Yeah, I'm like, here and I'm doing stuff for you, and yeah. if you give me twenty bucks. It's like, yeah,
0: what? That's, that I just felt like it was a slap, yeah. a little bit of a slap in the face. Like
2: I give you an example. There's an actress that's phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Can I say her name? You can say her name. I- She's, um, oh my gosh, her name is Amy Zeal. Okay. Right? And she is just like the, I mean, she's an action hero, fighter, this, that, and the next thing, right? She did uh, Angels of Death for me. We started shooting that, and she came in. We did this amazing scene in the pool where she killed this guy and everything, right? Um, I think she did something else. I wasn't sure. Then I had started doing, this was just recently, I started doing a short for... was that movie called the uh where they're going around killing people on a day you know it's that one day i'm
0: trying to think what that is oh the purge okay
2: and i started writing this uh the purge okay and she came down we was at the pizza shop and we were shooting at this pizza place called oh my god pizza which has the best pizza in the world
0: (laughs) i feel like i've heard of that place before
2: on sahara and off of sahara and valley view wait
0: was that oh wait i have i have i think i've Broke pie that before.
2: Okay, it's man, the pizza's, you know, dude. This is Kevin giving a free shout out no, to No, no, dude,
0: you gotta <laughs> go to. There's two places you gotta go to. One, Cugino's, it's Staten Island uh, an Italian Deli. Uh-huh. It's on Maryland Parkway, right by the UNLV Campus Center. Okay. Phenomenal. And Cugino's. two, Cugino's. Cugino's. And two, you have to go to this place. There's two locations now. One, I'm, me and my roommate are super excited for it. It's called Those Guys Pies. These guys are from Jersey, they're on Triple D. Really? Yep. And they're opening, a, they have a Henderson location just opening up. And uh-huh. we're like, yes! We're like, yeah, we're getting pizza that day. And then, <laughs> two, they have one on the lakes. Okay. Um, Up by in the Summerlin area. Uh-huh. And you're only going to get pies there, but it's bomb.com.
2: Okay. Now, let me ask you this. When you pull the pizza from the pie, does the front of the pizza fall down? The flop? Yeah. Because uh, if it doesn't have the flop, then that's not New York pizza. I don't know. There's some guys who don't like the flop, though. The what? Yeah, the, the flop is when you drop that cheese in yeah, it, i mean, and when you burn in your mouth. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Because
0: mean, you want a nice fold too. Sometimes though, right. so I mean, like it depends. I don't know. Like I, you know, it's been a while since to I got to those guys pies because I don't drive up there every right, like right. week to get a pie because I'm like that's too much gas money and all that shit. So,
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, so no, I don't know. I Have to like now I have to like rethink about the if they have the flop now. Thanks.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, when I get the pizza and I pull it out like by like Little, if I buy little yeah. Caesars there's no flop there's on no little flop. Caesars.
0: Did, you know what you gotta watch uh, it's from Barstool Sports uh, the guy's name is El Presidente on uh, Instagram uh-huh. he does a, a pizza review it's called uh, One Bite uh-huh. every hear of it it's uh, pretty funny he goes to no all these pizza places and he gives it a score all the time
3: yeah.
2: Oh, who's it
0: called? Uh it's called One Bite. One bite. Yeah, but okay. it's under his Instagram El Presidente.
2: El Presidente. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna check him out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: he knows his shit. Like <laughs> he, he, when it comes he, to the pizza. He actually uh reviewed um Cuginos, he's reviewed Pizza Rock. Uh he gave it a five point five actually.
2: Okay. Yeah. So what we did was we shot at Amy Amy yeah. Zio. She came down, we did it. we shot at the pizza. We couldn't use anything. She sat there for a while. Um and she was a champ. Yeah. You know? Um, Why didn't you shoot anything for her? Do- well, what happened was the guy who owns the pizzas is, is is the best. Yeah. and He was like, yeah, come on. Anytime you want to use the pizza shop, come yeah. on and do the pizza shop. So we went down there and we did it. Only problem was there was uh, a church thing going on next door. They oh. had rented out the next side of her and it was just too loud. So Amy was there and she sat there all the time that we was, you know, there. Um, and just... Said nothing, fully dressed, ready yeah. to go, and I felt like, man, I really wanted to shoot with her, but it wasn't going out like it it was turned out. But even though we didn't shoot really shoot anything with her, I still paid her for coming. And to me, what that means is I respect her time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, you coming, out, and it wasn't twenty bucks. Yeah, but I respected her time for her coming out. And even though she did like one scene, one, you know, da 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 da, and that was it. I still feel that you know she had to, and now I would only pay her for what she does. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people what I find, and this is what I really find about a lot of people, they don't want to pay their dues, right? Yeah. But they want the big money.
0: Yeah, you know what? Well, we'll we'll come back to that situation because I'm going to ask you about the film community later on, so okay. we can, we can discuss that in further detail. Okay. So so you so um, one time. It, well, we kind of got off a little bit of right. subject. We were, of talking, pizza, about the, we're pizza, talking about the pizza Amy thing, and all that stuff. But so one time, you said that the problem with one, not the problem, but like the, I guess issue or problem in mm-hmm. that in this regard is people's time, and time. that's how we got to it. Yeah, so, it was all that stuff. And you talking about acting because you're oh. your you're best, your best actor and the most availability in that in that right. regard.
2: Well, I would say the most dedicated person. Sorry,
0: most dedicated person. I'll
2: rephrase that. And then, you know, I got into an argument with one of my co-stars over Donald Trump. She was a Trump supporter, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't. And somebody had made a very funny post, and I reposted it. And she took it to offense. Called me up, and we got into this big old argument over Donald Trump and this and that next thing. And so she was out the movie, and she was like, yeah, I'm done. Don't, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Was that
0: someone who was in the movie already? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who it was. I am probably guess. Okay, I think I know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're on video too. You didn't have, oh. to, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. But I, I, I can. I, I, was thinking about who it was. I, 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 like I said, I was thinking about who it was. You didn't have to. Right, I, right. I, I kind of wanted to say something, but I didn't have to say anything right. about it because I knew who it was. Right. But you just gave it away. I just That's <laughs> 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 your fault, not um, mine. <laughs> but yeah. So,
2: but the thing about it was, she was one of my. You know, she's like my. My sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love working with her because she, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the potential that she has is if, if I can just get her and dedicate her to, to working on movies, it'll be it'll, Have it'll you guys patched things up? We actually did. Oh, that's good. We actually did. We could one day, um because I felt like, you know, I don't know Donald Trump. She don't know Donald Trump. It's politics and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that ends so many relationships and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now I don't really like talking about politics with with any of my people in the, on, on the films or whatever yeah, and but we, we called each other up, we talked and we, we apologized, and you know so now we're good.
0: Good, good. that's always a plus yeah if you made a relationship that's good.
2: Yeah, definitely. so um. And also, she came to the the screening of one time.
0: Well, I'd hope so. If she's in the movie, like, you know, you'd you'd hope she'd want to come.
2: Yeah. And I wanted her to have a copy of the movie. You know, I know some directors (laughs) who do a movie. And I feel like this. If you're not paying people, at least give them a copy of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know some directors that don't do that. You know, they, they, you know, me, I'm like, yo, I gave everybody a copy of the movie. I feel like that's
0: only fair enough as well. Like, I mean, like, especially people that say credit copying a meal. Right. Like, you should get a copy, not not wait for a copy. Yeah.
2: I learned a hell of a lot doing one time, though. Even though yeah. within them two years that it took me to do it, I learned so much about pre-production, post-production, um, taking up people's time, locations, yeah. paperwork. The whole uh, kickaboodle. It's crazy how yeah. much stuff I learned doing one time that I won't make those mistakes with yeah. this next movie that I'm getting ready to do.
0: Well, that's good. You like, you like Again, uh, okay, I've told this to Lamont, too, and I want to tell you this also. You guys, instead of... Um, dipping your toes in and getting wet, you guys mm-hmm. dove into a 10 foot pool, right? Perfect dive into it, doing it, you know what I mean, just yeah. going for it. And, like, you know, you can't, I can't like commend you guys enough for that. Like, that's really amazing to do that to make a whole film basically by yourself yeah. in, that, in that regard. Yeah, so.
2: and don't forget, one time I won three awards. Uh, what, what were the three awards, <laughs> by the way? It was, uh, well, you want me to, you want me to tell how the whole thing happened? Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, hold on. Hey, let's get
0: to one time. And then, So are you doing anything else with one time before the awards?
2: Any- um, no, it was just one time was finished, but I had my, uh, you know, my delays with that where it just yeah. felt like something is keep stopping me. Every progression I make, yeah. I get knocked back down again. You know, one of the things was um, when the movie was done. Mm-hmm. Remember, I learned to back up all my stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I was saving everything. Right. I hope it's organized. Huh?
0: I hope it's organized.
2: Yeah, that's a different story. Mm. <laughs> but the movie's done. So, <laughs> you know done. what I mean?
0: Um, <laughs> going back to it, it's going to be a bitch trying to organize all that stuff. So.
2: Well, you know what? I really, I have all the footage, but it's done. I don't need it. I don't need that footage no more. You know what I'm saying? What if you
0: need it one day?
2: I'm not gonna throw it away, but I mean, I ain't really messing with okay, it. Right okay, okay, just making you know? sure, just making yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I got it. It'd be one of those back burner things, just okay. sitting right there. But you know, I try to stay away from because, again, like you said, I mean, I have it organized. Yeah. You know, each file has the actors, the scene, and everything yeah. in it, and everything. But I'm trying not to even go back there. Yeah. You know. Um, but in 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 doing it, I learned so much about it. Yeah. You know, you asked me what the awards were. That yeah. Yeah it won best independent film the Christos award and the Stella Adler award oh
0: yeah uh, what film festival different film festival um, the same one
2: yeah it was the the uh damn dell dell is going to kill me for not remembering his name of it is
0: that the action on film yes okay Yes, so that, I film. think I just want to make sure I didn't know I didn't know if it was multiple uh, film festivals yeah. that you had it. Okay, so how did you get into those? Because I don't think I ever saw you post anything about. it Well,
2: I wasn't going to put it yeah. in any festival. And I was like, you know, because one movie I did years ago, I was assistant director on it called yeah. Baby Mama Drama, and they had this movie done on eight millimeter film. Oh wow, it cost thousands oh, to yeah. complete this movie. They went to the Cannes Film Festival with it and didn't sell not one copy. Yeah, didn't make not one deal. They had the booth and everything, Mm. you know? And this is very important, what I'm about to say, is because, you know, that's France overseas, right? They are really not interested in black drama movies. Uh, They want action films. There's a
0: black action drama film I think my boss was in called
2: 513. When Uh, was this?
0: uh, I think 2013.
2: Okay, so this was done back in uh, 2000. This was back in... Some was born in 97. Uh, 97, and it was done five years later.
0: So, uh, 20... No, not 20,
2: still 19, right?
0: No, he was, was born in
2: 97? He was born in... Yeah, that's right. My so, bad five bad. years
0: is... Uh, what's School five, system plus, in New York City. Plus five. <laughs> seven, two, carryover, that's 2002. <laughs> 2002? Yeah, 2002. I think 2002. Okay, we'll yeah. go
2: with that. 2002, right? Because he was five when we did it. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense, because if it's... Six years would be twenty oh three. Right. I can't do math either. Exactly. I'm a Victim of the school systems. Um, <laughs> New York City school system. <laughs> well, no, I'm just terrible at math. I can't <laughs> <laughs> and um, back then, yeah, from what I understand, you know, unless you had, you know, a major star in it or it was an action film, they were not really interested in the 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 Claudine's of, of black films.
0: The Claudines?
2: Yeah, that's one you don't know. with Diane Carroll and uh, James L. Jones in it. Oh, yeah,
0: okay, I don't know. Right. I'm sorry. Check it out. Okay.
2: You're the well, movie man. Okay.
0: Right? Yeah, I, see the, I see the wall over there. I
2: see it. I'm loving it. <laughs> and, then, you know, it's funny that, you know, I'm going to talk to you about that because I would only hire... This is one of the things that made me definitely want to work with you was because... Of your movie collection. (laughs) Really. And I talk about you people that, you know, comes up. And you're one of those examples where I talk about how I would never hire a a DP that's never done his homework. If you don't go to the movies, if you don't watch what's happening, if you don't have a DVD collection on how things are done in movie angles Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, I won't work with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you I use as an example because of the fact I'm like, yeah, I got a friend of mine named DeMarco. <laughs> and he watches, it, you know, and I tell my son yeah. that you, you know, this is why we want to work with you yeah. because of the fact that you have a large movie collection that tells me you're not just watching the movie, but you're watching angles, you're watching yeah. dialogue, you're watching background, you're watching how all this mm-hmm. stuff is getting done. Yeah. And to me, that's a person that's doing their homework. You know, you can't tell me, yeah, and I know people who have all the equipment in the world, but they're not doing their homework. Yeah. They don't go to the movies. Eh, I don't really go to movies. What? Yeah, that's... How do you not go to the movies? I don't know. Then why are you in film? Right. That's a good question. You know what I mean? And that just, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good with you. I wouldn't work with you on that because I wouldn't put you behind the camera because you don't even know. Yeah. You know, and I don't care how much equipment you have and how much stuff that, you know, you think you know, you're just not able to do your homework. Yeah. You know? So, um, back to one time, uh, what was the question? We were, we were talking <laughs> <laughs> This happens on the show. So we
0: were talking about uh, your film festivals. Right. And then how did you get on? How you got on to them? You weren't going to put them into festivals. I said, was not. Because of the cons experience. Right. So what what changed your well, mind? Well, I
2: heard that um, one of the cons film festivals was one thing that I just was like, yeah, I that kind of gave me a bad little taste yeah. in my mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, about film festivals, and then I felt like the movie wasn't ready. It wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't um, it wasn't gonna do well.
3: Yeah,
2: you know. So I was like, nah, I'm not gonna put it in it. This is how it happened. So one day I'm going to. It was Monday. And I told my son, you know, hey, you know, it's movie day. Yeah, and he was like, uh, yeah, Dad, I can't go. You know, I got oh, a date thing. Yeah, I got okay. a date. I'm like, so you are turning me down? And he was like, yeah. I was like. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was like, come on, Dad. And I was like, all right, well, take me home. He was like, no, just go to the movies. I'm like, no, nah, just take me home. And he said, Dad, just go to the movies. The theater's right here. I'm matter of fact, I'm taking you. So he took me to the Palms, yeah. and I got out, and he went on his date. And I was like, okay. So I don't even know what I was going to go see. I walked in, and there was all of these movie posters around. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's a film festival going on or something like that. So I went up to talk to the lady um, who was putting on the film festival, and I asked her, you know, Who's the who do I talk to? So she introduced me to her husband, whose name is Dell. Okay. Right? And Dell uh blessed me with an opportunity, you know, and I took the I took the I took the opportunity. The next day, the movie was showing. But that's the funny thing is he watched it before we left. Yeah. And before the movie left, he said, Man, that's a pretty good film. I was like, Really? He said, Yeah, I like it. You know, and um it showed the following day. Uh and I was surprised. So many people had showed up to, to see it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it showed, and then a week later or so, you know, they had the, the judging and everything, and it won. Boom. And it was done with one camera, no film crew. Yeah. I wrote it, produced it, directed it, edited it. you Robert Rodriguez yourself. I, exactly. I was a rebel without a crew. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. You know.
0: So, uh, after the whole accolades you get, what happens next?
2: So, now, um, what did I do? I packaged it. Okay. And I would sell it to any and everybody. Mm-hmm. Putting those awards on the on the cover made it look even better. Yeah. You know, and the fact that what I find people found interesting was that I did it without a without a crew. You know, and I did it by myself. And they're like, "There's no way." When I'm watching this movie, there is how are you in it? How are you directing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's still as good as it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, hey, I don't know. But I, I, sold, I package it and I sell it to any and everybody. How many copies have you sold to Mask? It Put it to you like this. It's sold out three times. Okay. I've gotten three orders and it's sold out all three times. So right now I have, like, no movies. Okay. You know? And it's supposed to be coming on Amazon When's that coming out? Uh, it's supposed to come out this month, but I'm so still this trying month, to... By f- the
0: way, everyone, just so you know, this is, this is recorded in November. So this month will probably be November, December when it comes out. This right. episode will be out in March. So everyone kind of understands that.
2: Right, so they, they yep. should be able to get it on that Amazon should. Prime. No,
0: yep. it's- <laughs> uh, so is it going to be like sell? You're, are you selling it on Amazon Prime with the DVD? or Are you selling? Well, uh, are you watching I'm going to be a selling
2: the DVD on Amazon Prime, but it also, if you want to, you know, pay to watch it, you can yeah. watch it. I know if you're Amazon Prime user member, whatever, it's free. Yeah, and with the commercials, I believe. Right, yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's one of the things I'm trying to figure out now, as far as the payment goes and how people get paid from doing this, and because you know those things have changed as far as payment and. I understand that the DVDs are like two more years than they did. Damn it! Exactly. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm like, well, damn. DVDs or Blu-rays? The whole thing. Oh really? Yeah. I don't. I don't know about that. Well, no. To the nostalgic person, I think we would keep getting them. Yeah. Because you know that's a neck crack right there. That sound. Oh. It, I use it in the movie with a neck crack. Oh. You know. Yeah. And I did. And people were like, wow, that just sounds so like painful. Yeah. And all it was was just a bottle. I just. <laughs> you know, and did it, but I did it right on the time, and I put it in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, but um, Foley, I I I did my own Foley. <laughs> you did it all. You, I did it all. You actually <laughs> just have one credit, exactly. and it says everything on with <laughs> your name. I had to add stuff to make because I really was gonna, you know, credit everything, Kevin.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Did you not have anyone like help you out, like as in like the the cast wise, like
2: yeah, some of the actors would, yeah. you know, when I was in it, if they had to move the camera or something yeah. like that, you know, they did. But these are people who. No experience whatsoever, yeah. Behind the camera,
0: you know, are these all first time actors as well? That were in pretty the much, movie? pretty
2: okay. much. I mean, even the main bad guy, yeah. The only one that really had a lot of experiences was my co star, uh, okay. You know what I mean? He he played my partner, yeah, in the movie,
0: yeah. Actually, uh, I think the villain was the best guy, the bad guy with the dreads, yeah. The dreads guy was the best one, okay. His yes, story.
2: Yeah. We were working together and at the job I was editing the movie. Yeah. And he came over to me one day and he was like, yo, what you doing? And I was like, I'm editing this movie. You know, and he was like, Oh man, he said, Yo, I'd like to be in it. And I was like, Yeah, he said, yo, I'll be an extra, whatever you need me to do, man. You know? So just meeting with him and talking with him and, and, and knowing his street knowledge, because he brought the street knowledge to the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was more of the sheltered guy. Yeah. You know, and when he brought the realness to the movie, I was like, Damn, I thought so, I was tough.
0: <laughs> so did you, did you rewrite anything? Because I think if, if I'm mistaken, like one of the earlier trailers of one time, you don't have him in there. And right. And then like a later trailer, you do have him in there. Yeah. So did you have to like, cause it, again, it took you two years. So did you like go, okay, I got to kind of fix this story a little bit because I want to add him in there and then like figure out where to put him? Yeah.
2: What happened was the movie went through like three different- Iterations? Yeah. And- each time, because, you know, I had to, you know, people were pulling out. People were like, oh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't got yeah. no time. And I'm like this. If you can't dedicate the time, then I have to write you out somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And keep it pushing. Yeah. You know? So it went through three writes. And what I had posted on YouTube is totally different from what the movie is. Yeah. People see it now and they're like, yeah, i already seen it on YouTube. And they like, know you didn't. This is totally different than what was on YouTube. Yeah,
0: because you did an episode to development mistaken, right? Right.
2: Yeah. I did the episodes, and that was mainly to build an audience to get familiar with one time. Yeah. You know, then when I pulled it, the reason why I pulled it because there was a company that was interested in buying it, and they were like, "Yo, you got to take it down." Yeah, that never fell through.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of thing, kind of off subject, maybe off subject a little bit, but uh, going back to film festivals too, it's like there's a lot of filmmakers that are just trying to put things in the film festivals, right. but they're not showing anything. Like, why don't, why don't you just show shit? Like, and you show shit, and then people are like, "Well, I got a company call, you know talking to me about it." Like, okay, and the and the. And the, I can't think of the word, but like, there, are you really, are they really going to fucking pick up your film? Right. Like, you know how hard it is for someone to pick up your film in general? Like, why don't you just post it on YouTube tangent a little bit, but just uh, maybe off subject, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel. Well, especially if it's a short. Yeah, especially if it's a short. I don't know why people are like, I'm not going to show my short. I'm going to put it into film festivals. What's the What's the point of right. putting a short into film festivals? Because, one, it's not sellable, if you think about it. Because, like, who's really going to pick up a short? Hulu? who's right. uh, not going. Netflix ain't going to. Maybe Amazon? But, like, mm-hmm. Amazon has a shit ton of movies. Right. So why like, why don't you just put the short out there to YouTube or Vimeo and let the world see? There's Even though, like, you know, maybe 3,000 people might see it in the film festival, mm-hmm. 100,000 people can see it online. Right. And you can also gauge a bigger audience that way too. So
2: yeah, I I agree totally. 100%. People have asked me to put one time online, which, you know, I probably would.
0: Yeah. You know, you can probably put it in on, if you put it on YouTube, you can probably put the ads in there still, too, right. so you can still make somewhat of a money, uh, money for, revenue from it.
2: Yeah, that's, definitely got to do that. Yeah. Definitely got to make some revenue from it. Yeah. Um, I've never done a short film. I've done tons of short films, really. Yeah. But those were back when I had my big block VHS yeah, yeah. camera. And that's what you started like out that. with. Yeah. 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 You know, those are all short movies, horrible movies, but, you know. But short, but
0: shorts teach you, like, you know, uh, there's a director who's on here, George Elias, I don't know if you ever heard of him. mm he he does a whole bunch of shorts, but like if you look at his earlier work and what he does now, it's gotten better. It's right, increasingly got better. So like you learn a lot just from making anything in content in general, and yeah. you learned a lot from making that stuff under eight, uh, you know, the VHS big old camera recorder to right. now, and especially in one time, you learned probably so much, like you just said, so much, so much. Yeah,
2: and you know it, the funny thing about it is, um, I think a lot of those guys are the film school guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not to the go out there and and the, the guerrilla filmmaker guys. Those yeah. are the filmmaker. Those are film school guys. Mm-hmm. You know, guerrilla filmmakers. They go out there and they get it done. They make it happen. They throw it out there. And you know, so the ones that oh, I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting for this and looking for that and waiting for that. Yeah. Those are the dudes who I just was like, hey you just you just keep waiting. Yeah. You know, because that's what you're gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. You know. What
0: was the biggest takeaway you learned from one time?
2: That you have to value people's time. That, okay. You know, you have yeah. to value people's time and you have to, uh, yeah, you got to do your homework. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can pay people, pay them something. Yeah. You know, it may, I mean, they have to understand that they, well, they, they don't have to do anything. They should understand that, you know, we're not rich. We're yeah. not, we're trying to make it, we're following a dream. We're yeah. trying to make a dream. You're chasing happen.
0: frames is like the same. Right.
2: You know? And so be down with us when we have nothing. Yeah. When we get something, we're definitely going to bring you in because you would. Your lawyer, you know, being from yeah. New York, loyalty is is more important than anything. Now let me ask you this question. Okay, so you now you've been to New York, mm-hmm. you've been to L.A.,
0: you've been to Vegas, but basically in the film community, in a sense, you really haven't done the film community in New York really. So we'll
2: we'll take that out. Um, No, I haven't really done the film community, and to be honest with you, I'm really not much into the film community out here why, not, why is that because ask. you know what I'm, there's a lot of people who talk a lot of smack yeah and I just don't deal with that type of drama mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. and everybody has this opinion everybody has the thought of they know so much but yet when you ask them about the movies they don't have anything they yeah. haven't done anything they haven't put anything yeah. out and that there.
0: goes back to like them making stuff waiting for it to be on festival right. selling it and not putting anything out there
2: you got it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I can't stand. And a lot of that is what I find is in this this community. Yeah. You know, everybody, and then sometimes people ask questions and you get the smart asses who got to come back with the smart asses. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why be an ass about it? This is a person who needs help. Yeah. That's why he's reaching out. They don't need you to give them a smart answer and all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I can't stand that.
0: Yeah. Well, what would what would what would I mean? I guess that would what would fix it would be for you is in general um, just people not giving smart answers and uh, you know it, it, does it feel quickish to you? Does it feel it like high school drama?
2: A lot of it is a lot of that high school drama stuff and yeah. a lot of you know smart asses and who don't have anything that they can show. Yeah, you know, I had one guy and we end up becoming cool after this, but you know, I try to be encouraging, especially to upcoming filmmakers who who. I may be a little bit more advanced than they are, yeah. but I was where they were. Yeah, you know. So when I see them, I'm like, okay. Let me. This guy asks a very simple question. Yeah, you know. Um, I try to be encouraging. I try to put posts out there that are encouraging. Yeah, you know, like you know, chase your dream, never give up. This that next thing. Yeah. One guy, he saw that, and I, cause I had posted it in the film community. Yeah, and he came back with, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I should do that too, and just boost myself up like I'm somebody big and this that next. And I was like, oh, whoa. That wasn't called for. Yeah. And we went back and forth, back and forth, and it was just ridiculous and childish. But then the guy actually found out who I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he had was a director, mm-hmm. and my son was in a project that he was doing. Oh, okay. I had met him then. So he remembered, I guess, or maybe he talked to somebody who told him, yo, I know who that guy is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both fingers, da 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 And And um, so he hit me back, and he, you know we ended up actually talking. Well, that's good. You know, and having a yeah. conversation. And he was like, and he had told me, he said, I'm like, well, at least my movie you can go see.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I have proof of it. If I tell you I'm doing something, I have proof of it. You can go to my web, my YouTube page yeah. and see it, you know. And he told me, he said, yeah, well, I got a movie out, too. And I said, well, where's that? Let me Let me check it out. Yeah. His response was, well, my movie is shit. Yeah. And I said, well, it's a good thing you told me before I wasted that time that I'll never get back to watch your shit movie.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that is what I hate. You know, it's just childish. If somebody calls and writes something that they need an answer for, you know, they really have to be smart and be like, well, look it up. No, he's asking. Yeah. You know? And I I just hate that. And that's what's in this community, that small-minded stuff. Yeah. You know? And I'm not really into it. I'll put a post out every now and then, but mm-hmm. I don't really go to the parties. I don't really go to the, the things because I just don't have time for that kind of stuff.
0: And if it wasn't like that, you would do that more than you would probably do yeah. those. Yeah. So then um, what's the what's the L.A. community like then?
2: If, I don't know because I didn't really. You weren't really in that? I wasn't in the community then. Oh, you know? yeah, cause
0: you were just, but you were just at background extra. I thought maybe you'd have a little bit of insight from that. No. I no. mean,
2: from the people that I've known and met and worked with and, Da da da. From you know, I've met you know Spike Lee, Michael yeah. Jackson, you know all these people that I've met and worked with. Some of them, you know, I've, I've always been one of type of people that I'm not involved in that drama. Yeah, I'm not involved in that hearsay, she say well, stuff. I'm not looking
0: for drama. I'm also looking for like what the um, what the community is like. Maybe it's because I want I want to find out really the well, differences of like. I want, I want to get down to the point of like for this community, like what's the problems? What are the pain points in this community and what can we do to solve them? Right. But then I also want to know if you were in another, you know, people in like other states and stuff mm. like that, what were the pain points or what were the good things that we can bring from those communities to this community as well? So I just want to try to figure out how to make this community right. uh, better.
2: What I learned about the community back in Hollywood was that there's a lot of talkers. Yeah. There's a lot of dreamers. Yeah. You know, and there's not a lot of doers, and there's to me, it's put the proof is in the pudding. If you ask me, yo, where can I see some of your work? It's right there. You can go to YouTube and see it. Yeah, Facebook and see it, Instagram and see it. Most of the time, when I come, when I remember, what I remember back in that community was everybody was I'm working on something. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, really? Where can I see it? it? It's not done yet. It's not. I'm working on it. I'm getting it going. Yeah. Okay. So, or this is the thing when they call themselves. uh I'm an actor or I'm a filmmaker, but they've never done anything. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Never been paid for that. See, once you've been paid for what you do, then that's what you are. Okay. I like that. I like that thought. You know what I mean? So most people in Hollywood is what I find is a lot of them are just talkers, dreamers. Mm -hmm. This was back then. A lot of them, I don't know what they're doing right now, but, and this is where, oh, I'm waiting for. Yeah. And that's what I found in in hollywood
0: i i, I community I, I okay, and i i I also want to point out that I think also in general in hustling, l a and New York are probably the biggest hustling states for dr- dreamers of actors and filmmakers mm. because they're always trying to go get something done like I, in this community, I don't think that the hustle's not there
2: out here yeah um, do you see that honestly i I don't know. Yeah. Because again, I'm I'm not a part of it. Yeah, um,
0: I, I think also too, and I mean, I'm part of this problem as well. Is like we're very clickish in this community. I feel like you know New York. I mean, again, I've been in New York in a long time, but I feel like that New York and L.A. community—they're not as cliquish. I mean, a lot of people are open to working with other people because um, you said this earlier, and I like to just rebuttal you a little bit. But you said something about working with a tight knit person, you know, mm-hmm. tight knit community. But I think also to grow as a filmmaker, you need to work with other people as well. And that's why I think a lot of people don't do here. So they work with the same amount, same people like Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah. Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, they work with different people, but I don't think they always work with the same crew or right. they'll add another actor in. They always, you know, to elevate yourself as an actor or a filmmaker in general, I think you should work with other people and it helps you and learn your craft and how to talk to other people as right. well. That's my personal two cents.
2: No, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. And like you said, this community is very small. Yeah. I found that this this film community is very small and a lot of the same actors who are the same ones who audition for your project, my project, that yeah. project, you know what I mean? It's like that Snoop Dogg song, you know. <laughs> same hope. No, <laughs> 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 you know, but you see the same people in the same projects and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Um, and it's small. Yeah. You know, and that's why I try to, I, I, st- I stay focused on doing my thing mm. and not get involved in that yeah. because it's such a small community and you can get a bad name a bad rep from some yeah. like people really fast. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I so I, I, I try not to get caught up in that click. Yeah. I'm like, look, this is what I do, this is what I'm doing, you wanna be down, great. If not, then yeah. you know, go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. But my thing is gonna get done anyway.
0: Yeah. And then uh what are you doing now? Like what's the project coming up?
2: Uh man, I have four scripts that I've been working on. Right? Wow. Four scripts. All same genre, different genres? No, all different genres. Comedy, action. Um, because I'm trying to, you know, be... I don't want to just do the same type of movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? I wanted, And that's one of the things that a lot of black filmmakers, they get stuck into that same type of movie. Yeah. You know, when I look on Amazon Prime, I see the same type of movie all the way through. Yeah. But who's doing the changing now is a lot of the Nigerian actors and a lot of Nigerian film productions that Netflix are buying up like crazy. Yeah. They're different stories. There's not a lot of drug stories and this, that, and next thing. But the American filmmakers that I find drug movie drug movie drug movie drug movie drug yeah. movie you know so i'm getting away from that i think one time i have one other film um which i wrote years ago which i still want to do yeah you know and it's the only drug movie that i have other than one time
0: was was that one you know? is that the next one or is that like
2: no a- that one is still on the on the back burner the script okay. is being changed and changed even though the script is done i, re- I wrote it back in 2013 okay no actually 2011 okay but I've never put it out. Oh, is this there.
0: the one before one time? That yeah. He, okay.
2: Yeah. Cool. And I, I've never, I've never put it out till now. The star of the movie is nineteen. Okay. So we, the script has to be changed. But so, so uh, you have that one. Well, right now and I it have on the back burner though. Right. Yeah. The one I'm looking at right now is called Three Days in Vegas. Okay, so that's two. I'm just counting how many. I have. Oh, Angels of Death is still on, still yeah. going to get done. Would you ever go back to that um, Blood Ties one that you
0: were saying, Family Blood? Family Blood? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, that's four.
2: But you see, the people want me to redo Family Blood because yeah. of the premise of the storyline. Yeah, yeah. They love it. And I'm like, I've, I've done that. Would you ever, but well, you didn't really finish it. No, I didn't. So you have to, I feel like you need to finish. It, it could be your magnum opus. Well, you know what's so funny? <laughs> I, have a one, I have one disc yeah. that I burned it's a half of the movie. Yeah. 45 minutes of the movie. Right when the movie starts to get good, the disc says, corrupt disc. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah. But it's the only copy that I have of Family Blood. Okay. I watched it, and it's so comical. Yeah. Because of what I learned... Making one, one time. time. yeah. I watch it and I'm laughing at this. I'm like, wow, I would never. That has to be cut out. That has yeah. to be cut out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, like I said, I've learned so much doing one time. It's, yeah. it's not even funny. And I think as a filmmaker, your progression should happen with every movie that you do. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And then would you ever read you Homework Bound, by the way? You know what? Or reboot it? <laughs> you know what? So my sons had mentioned it to me doing it, talking about we should do a new a new one. Yeah. You know, we get some motorcycles, and but the storyline is a little bit different. Okay. You know, it has to be different about the motorcycles and the homework. Would it be a sequel or a? a no, <laughs> I would want to do something different. Like, okay, years ago there was a movie with Mark Hamill called Corvette Summer. Okay, never saw it. And it was about he was in film. He was in um, uh, high school. Yeah. And he had a uh, he was in the um, auto mechanic shop, and he built a Corvette. Okay. And it was so fly. That um it got stolen and he spent the whole summer trying to get this Corvette back okay. and it went from LA to so-and-so to Vegas. Interesting. And he was he followed that. That reminds me of Pee-wee's Big Adventure a little bit. <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking at maybe something like that might be cool with yeah. homework bound part three. Yeah, part okay. two. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, but they're older now and everything, so it would it would be interesting. Yeah, We'd you'd have
0: to come back to Vegas. You pull back the college, like you just make like a college right, era right. type thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then I think I saw one also. Um, bad teacher. Teacher's pet. Teacher, sorry, teacher's pet. That's five that we counted yeah. so far. So that. So what? The next one is.
2: Well, there's two scripts that are finished. Um, I have one called Tomboy, which is. Pff, bro, I think that's gonna be my Academy Award movie. Okay. Yeah. Tomboy, and the one that I just finished the other day is called. Um, three days in Vegas. Oh, yeah, you're saying that, yeah. Yeah, so right now, three days in Vegas. What I'm doing with three days in Vegas is I'm going through the production of it, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing what locations I'm going to use, what props I'm going to use, just mm-hmm. that next thing. So I'm doing the breakdown on everything and seeing if um where I can shoot it, if I can shoot it here in Vegas, or if I shoot it in L.A., mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? And then I do my casting. When I do my casting, because, again, like I said, In Vegas, the community is small, so all the actors that will audition will be the ones that audition for all the parts. Yeah, yeah. You know, when everybody's casting. Well, if it's three days in Vegas, you have to do it in Vegas, silly. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) true. You
0: can't can't do it in LA. There's nothing that looks like uh, Vegas in LA, really.
2: That's true. That's true. (laughs) So I'm doing that, and I also have a a web series, YouTube series, that I'm actually shooting just specifically for the web series. Okay. What's that called? Uh, FRA, FRA, Fugitive, Fugitive Recovery Agents. Okay. Interesting. And man, it is, it is going to be, if you, it's, it's a cross between Power and, uh, The Shield. Okay.
0: Yeah. Good shows. Well, oh. I didn't see Power. I've seen the parts of The Shield.
2: Right. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of like that, but it's specifically, so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to shoot it, film it, but I'm not putting anything on it. I'm not advertising. I'm not marketing it. I'm not doing anything to the whole series is done. Yeah. So we want. How many episodes? 12 episodes I believe huh? um 15 minutes long okay not too bad yeah because of, you know the attention span people watching and like, oh, okay and they yeah. turn it off so you got to be something where people find interesting yeah uh,
0: but also too if you want it like on YouTube now they're all about watch hours and watch time mm-hmm. so i think the longer programming might be a little bit better too so 15 minutes might be a good sweet spot too so mm-hmm. you might want you might want to keep it interesting for 15 maybe 20 minutes you right. have to you have to kind of see what
2: it is. It's it's gonna be so good. I'm so excited about it because When are you it's starting like, that
0: production? Huh? When are you starting
2: that? Um I've well, I've had the script concept in my head. So oh, I have okay. the first episode and I've been writing down episodes, subjects of episodes that I wanna cover. Like right now, you know, the um kids coming up missing and this human trafficking things. So I do wanna include something like that in one of the episodes. Gotcha. So I've been writing so what I do is I get the title, I get the concept and then I write. Yeah. I go home and I sleep and I dream. And I wake up and I'll start writing and typing it. Right did
0: you Did you storyboard or plan out the whole season?
2: No. You I've do that. never I've never done a storyboard.
0: Well, not storyboard, but you should definitely plan out the whole season. <laughs> yeah because've I've been in stuff where we like we're like she knows this, but we did a, a web series, a trio web series. Mm-hmm. and like just figuring out the timeline for each show because they all kind of interconnect with each other right. too has been so confusing that I'm like, if you do anything with like a show, figure out the timeline yeah. and everything so you're not, like, confused later on down yeah, the road. Yeah, that's how
2: I was with one time when yeah. I was doing it on epi- epi- Episodic. It yeah. was like, okay, we got here, and then now let's do this. But then you get confused because people are like, well, wait a minute. If they were here, how'd you do that? When How did you come yeah. back to, you know? So that's why I said, I'm not going to do anything with it as far as, like, promoting it or making yeah. the page or anything until the whole season is done.
0: Are you thinking about doing a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Patreon for that stuff? What is that? Uh Indiegogo, the crowdfunding stuff or Patreon? I did that
2: a while ago and it, it nothing happened.
0: Have you thought about Patreon though? Never heard of them. Patreon is basically what we use as well here on the podcast. Uh, it's uh people can pay monthly or weekly or whatever it is in like for different tiers and they get stuff like they get like maybe uh access, early access to an episode or some other stuff as well, uh, perks and shit like that. Look into mm. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll look into that. Yeah. You know, but I'm not, I said I'm not going to put anything out on it. Uh, I'm excited about shooting. Yeah. I want to do the poster I want to mm. You know everything, the the teas, all that stuff. Great, but I'm not gonna do anything until this whole the whole season is done because gotcha. I want each week to be able to put something out each week.
0: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. Makes sense, and that's, you know, and that's consistent content as well.
2: Exactly. You Need that. Yeah, and this one is an action one. You yeah. know, Um my another one that I've been writing is <laughs> is kind of like a James Bond. Okay. Yeah. Well,
3: um, but it's a comedy. Okay,
0: it's a comedy? Yeah, it's a like comedy. Like Johnny English comedy?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, so I've been thinking of the name for the guy and all this other kind of stuff.
0: What, what's the name? I don't,
2: I don't really, right now, it's Untitled.
0: Okay, it's Untitled? Yeah. Name's Untitled. James so, Untitled.
2: Well, you know what? It's, it, I don't, I, it, how can I put it? it it's, You look at it and you see remnants of James Bond. Okay. But it, you know, that storyline of the, you know, Q with the weapons and this, that, and the next thing. And you'll see like some goldfinger stuff in it, you know what I mean? But his name is totally different, like, you know, Claude Jenkins. You know know what I mean? His name is Jenkins. Exactly. Jenkins. Jenkins. Claude Jenkins. (laughs) Junior, the third. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. <laughs> the
0: junior and the third. <laughs> that
2: exactly. Makes no sense. It works. Junior, the third. You know, the that kind of... Because I wanted to be funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to be stupid funny.
0: Claude Jenkins, the 34th.
2: The 30, exactly. Claude Jenkins, the 34th. <laughs> junior. <laughs>
0: First of all, who would have a lineage of the 34s like <laughs> the
2: crazy? George <laughs> Foreman would. Oh, well, well, yeah. He got eight yes. kids named George Foreman.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was it? George Foreman the fourth, who was his fourth youngest son, I guess. Right, uh, was on uh, that John Cena American Tough show. Uh, that was really good. You ever see that show? No. It's really good. It, I, I, don't, I think it's on Hulu maybe still, but it was a really good show. It was like a... Survivor style, like through, and they're doing like an right. army style, like um competitions and stuff like that. And he was uh, on, I'm like, I wanted him to win, but he, I don't think he did win.
2: Oh, yeah. And how do you call your kids that? uh One, four, five, and, yeah, one and four, get over here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's you, man. That's you.
1: <laughs> you, you know, in trouble. It,
2: it kind of reminds me of a joke I had. um when I was, you know, when I was younger, yeah. my mother, there was there was four of us plus my cousins so they made, you know, four, six of us, yeah. right? And she would forget our name, you know? Yeah. And she'd be like, um, you, uh, Larry, Kevin, Andre, <laughs> yeah. Troy, that fat boy, come here. <laughs> and everybody would look at me like, she's talking about you, right? Yeah. And I'm like, why, 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 why you know, you're the only fat one in the house. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know? And then my father would come on and be like, so I heard you, uh, didn't realize you were the fat one in the house, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> <You
1: know>? so,
2: <laughs> I thought I was invisible. <laughs> hey, man, what are you talking about, man? Come on, man. You know you're the fattest one in the house, man. Go over there when your mother calls you. Oh, <laughs> uh. You know what's funny, though? What you never
0: asked me? What did I never ask you?
2: How did I get the name Bowfinger?
0: Actually, how did you get the name Bowfinger? Good question.
2: Ah, okay. So... I got the name Bowfinger from my cousin, my boy, Milan Rivera. Yeah. Right? Now, you remember the story. Is your cousin, your boy, or your... Well, he's like family. We're (laughs) that close. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, fat boy. Um, Yeah, but we're we're, we're so close. We're like family. We're like brothers. We've fought. Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole nine yards. The whole nine. That's
0: like me and my roommate, we're like brothers also. Right. Yeah.
2: You know? So, it's like, I call him my cousin, I call him my brother, you know, he's just family. Yeah. Right? So, one day, what happened was, you remember the story of Bowfinger? Yeah, yeah. If no
0: one ever saw Bowfinger, I'd highly recommend the movie Bowfinger to anyone out there listening to this podcast.
2: Right. How podcast? Oh, P-O-D.
0: Right? You just said that on air, that, oh boy, that's a clip.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not me, it's the school system in New York City. E O D C A S T. Uh, yeah, they they fucked us up in New York City <laughs> school system, man. Um, but uh yeah, so what happened? He uh one day he called me and he said, I'm coming to LA. Okay I'm coming to Vegas. Yeah. And I was like, cool, he's an actor. So he's been doing a lot of movies, B E T shows yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, right? A lot of movies. And uh so he was like, Yeah, I'm coming to LA, I'm coming to Vegas. And I said, cool, how long are you going to be here? He said, I'm going to be there like two days. I said, cool, I got this scene I need you to do. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Was this for it. one time or? No, this was just for something else. I don't even remember. Oh, okay. I think it might have been three days in Vegas. I shoot shit out of order. Yeah. And, you know, whenever I can get somebody, I'm shooting. Yeah. It, and I'll put it in there somehow, some way. And he said, um, well, I'm only going to be there for like a, a day or so. Yeah. I said, that's cool, man. He said, you got a script? I said, I'm writing it right now. He said, Goddamn, Bowfinger. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it just stuck. Yeah. Every time he see me, he called me Bowfinger. I like it. We we go on location. We just shoot. You know, no permits, no nothing. I got yeah. the camera. You know, I like to shoot with the little small. I like to shoot with cameras that are small. Yeah. You know, that doesn't look really all big and ostentatious. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, damn, they're filming. Because that's how I was. When I see cameras and film crews, I'm mm. stopping. I'm watching. Now yeah. you get the crowd building. It's not good when you ain't got no permits. Yeah. You know. You know no what I mean? So I shoot with little small cameras. Get what I
0: want. Yeah, and we then I'm out. When we shot the poet, we had a shoot on Fremont because we needed this one opening scene, I guess. Yes. And, uh-huh. and um, I couldn't bring my tripod. They wouldn't let me use the monopod or the tripod on mm-hmm. Fremont. So I'm doing this whole thing handheld, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is really awkward." Because I'm like trying to hold it down, and I'm that like, "That when in I'm, the wheelchair? Yeah, that's when it was in the wheelchair, just uh-huh. going down Fremont Street. Experience. Well, it, I don't know when this is out, but it was just going down Fremont Street experience. Uh-huh. And I'm like trying, to, like, oh, all right, we have to just get this going. I'm like, I can't see because I'm like. Oh, the monitor's behind me so I'm uh, like looking down like oh shit oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah that was a, oh man I would never want to shoot on free to have a permit like <laughs> that so they,
2: they let you film
0: just yeah. you couldn't put the tripod down there's no tripod right so that was almost, this is a pain in the ass for me because <laughs> so I was like I need <laughs> it I just want for me to know yeah I just want <laughs> I want a stable shot and right. I, I know just putting it to my chest it's not going to be the sta- most stable spot. I have to try my damnedest to make it stable right so and like it's a little you know it's on a f- system set up like that where I'm like
2: yeah, but you got it done. Yeah, I got it done. And see, enough. to me, that's what's important. You get yeah. it done. I filmed on Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive. Yeah, in the big thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was for um, Family Blood. Okay. And my my partner, my friend, Brian, who's seen it, was like, dude, how did you film this movie? How yeah. did you film over there? Did you get permits? And I was like, No. But I had it. I set my tripod down. Had a little small little camera. I did the scene. The girl, she walked past it. And then I walked behind her. Yeah. You know, and then I picked the camera up. I put it in another place. And then and I, and I got it done. You yeah. know?
0: So. I, I think also they won't really go after you if you have a small, in like a non-commercial camera. Right. In the sense of like a non-film camera. I think yeah. whatever you had, you're probably fine too.
2: It, a, it was a Sony or a Canon. Yeah. um Small joint. Yeah. You know, so these I mean? like the
0: guy's just probably on like a vacation or something like that. Dude, I'm
2: going even smaller in the next one. <laughs> I'm getting the GoPro 8. I'm going smaller <laughs> with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm shooting, you know, B-roll footage in locations that, you know, you can't do. Yeah. I'm going to do, you know, put that camera right there and get the harness. Boom. Yeah, just don't,
0: don't, just don't go into a casino with that.
2: No. <laughs> no. Like the bomb dude or something yeah. like that, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah just, just go out there. And so that's how he gave me the name Bowfinger.
0: That's funny, and it it all comes back to circle because you had the the uh, studio, sorry, behind the Bowfinger House, right? So, so you see, or in front of the Bowfinger House, technically is behind you,
2: right? Yeah. So if you see, I started off as with the little VHS cameras. How I edit that stuff, I couldn't tell you how I did it.
0: Yeah.
3: Like I know Robert tape,
2: tape the tape. I don't even remember, man. I really cannot tell you how I was able to put that footage together. I remember, like Robert Rodriguez saying how he did it, tape to tape, and this that next thing. I, I I draw a complete blank when it comes to how I edited some yeah. of that small footage. I have no idea how I did it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. You know? Then working at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Then moving to Hollywood, mm-hmm. doing background work, opening a photography studio, um, getting into script writing, this, that, and the next scene, yeah. meeting actually meeting Robert Rodriguez. I gave him one of my movies, my homework battle oh, movie. Did? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I gave it to him. It was at a uh ice cream, a yogurt one of the yogurt stores. And oh, I was shit. It's like Robert Rodriguez, like, oh damn. You know, and he had a yeah. cowboy hat and yeah. he was sitting there with his assistant. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was like, man, if I had my son with me and I was like, hey, uh, you know, that's the dude who did uh, Spy Kids and stuff, man. My son was like, really? Yeah. I said, hey, go give him a movie. Of course, my son, I said, give it to him. But my son, he's such a money man. He walked over to him. He said, he said, hi, Mr. Rodriguez. He said, yeah. He said, I want you to have my movie. He said, oh, oh, look at that. It's nice. Five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I was like, "No, it's cool. It's okay. You can have it, man. We want you yeah. to have it. Check it. I don't even know if he's seen it, yeah, or what. You know what I mean? I'll be
0: run into him again if he, re- if he remembers that. Man, it's that it, would be so. that be a nice fuller circle, you know.
2: Yeah. So you see, this circle is coming, and you know, what? Yeah. I had the epiphany that filmmaking is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, and because that's when I'm my happiest. Yeah, when I'm filming, like right now, I'm in the. I'm you know, one time is done. Yeah, yeah, and I'm starting on the new one. Three days in Vegas, mm. but. I'm doing the the pre-production stuff. I'm not filming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not editing. When I'm editing, I could be doing, I could edit for, you know, eight hours, nine hours and not realize the time has gone by. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll start at three and next time I'm like, whoa, it's 12 o'clock at night. I need yeah. to get ready to go to bed. and then get some sleep. <laughs> because I'm, I'm enjoying doing that so much. Yeah. You know, and like now, even though the... the three days in Vegas script is done, I want to start shooting right Yeah, but right.
0: pre-production, dog, is so important. It is. It really... It You can't... You can't... uh Like, do that quickly. You got to get your... You yeah. got to get the right locations. You got to get all that stuff. You got to do all the things you need to do to get it right. Yeah. Because if you don't do good pre-production, you falter, I think. Yeah, you do.
2: And, you know, there was somebody who said... I can't remember who it was, but as a filmmaker, as a director, you have to be able to let go. Yeah, which is what I find the hardest to do. You have to kill
0: the baby sometimes. They say that's a that's a phrase <laughs> everyone. A kill. what the? Yeah, fuck? kill your babies. That's what that's the especially when the, Charles always says in the edit like you have to, oh, sometimes people just gotta realize they gotta kill their babies. Charles? Yeah, uh, Charles. Oh, Dennis, Mr. Busy Man. Yeah, oh, Charles is the most yeah. busiest man in the yeah, world. Yeah, Mr.
2: Not get back to you in uh, five to ten years to answer your one question. Yeah, I'm talking about you, brother.
0: Yeah, it Charles is the most busiest person I know in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: he is. He makes me feel like an ugly chick waiting on a date for him. Yeah. Like, he, he just won't call back.
0: <laughs> he's also bad at calling back in general. I have to call him and, like, text messaging him. In oh, general. so it's not just me? It's not just you. It's, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's everyone because he's like. I'll call you. He's like, when well, I called him off the phone with him, and he goes, "I'll call you tomorrow." I'm like, "All right, I know he's not going to call me tomorrow." Right. Like, I love, I love Charles to death, but like, he won't get back to you. Yeah, very quickly see, enough. that's
2: why you know what? And he's I, so
0: busy. Like, he yeah. really, he has a lot of shit on his. Like, honestly, that guy has a lot of shit on his plate. That it's it's if he if he says he'll try to call you back and he forgets, it's not you. It's really he's just fucking busy. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, me being from New York, I'm like, yeah, okay, man. You think I'm going to sit here and wait for you to call me back? No, yeah. Go ahead. Just go ahead. All right. Yeah. If I need him, I'll call him. And
0: if I, if I as an answer, I'll just call him again or something like uh-huh. that. I'll, I'll message him and I'll be like, hey, call you or whatever. And then I'll see what happens. I'll wait a few days and I'll call him back. Right. Try to get in touch with him. Like, because like I said, I know he's busy. And I'm, I'm also not calling him mostly for important things unless I really need to know something. Yeah. Uh, it's like, because I, I call, I, the reason why I called him was because I wanted to get, like, um, I wanted to ask him about, uh, Instagram story like templates that we used for our old boss mm-hmm. and I was like did you did if he had any or if he had them on Envato like if, a website called Envato and I was like I think I texted him
2: <laughs> you know the name all these weird things and, well
0: is a huge um, library of like graphics and the stock footage and all this shit mm-hmm. so we used that in my old job and you know I think I texted him and like he answered me like the next day or something like that and I just called him like it, it's, let me just call him to make right. sure so he answered because whenever he answers I'll just call him then so yeah. I like wait for his response, so then I can get him.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was dissing me. I was like, no, "Yeah, okay, no. man. All right, you're the reason. You're you're my you what motivates me when I don't get hit back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, again, like I said, yeah. you know, being from New York, it's a, it's a respect thing. Yeah, you know, you call somebody and you leave a message, they don't call you back. It's like yo, I don't want to be bothered with you. Yeah. You know, that's how I take it. Yeah. You know, because I know I've I've done that too. Sometimes I look at my phone, I got like ten voicemails that I don't get back. And it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's you it's forgot. Just, it's just that I forgot or I got other stuff to do. Yeah. Or something. But if I listen to the voice message, I'll call you back right as soon as I yeah. heard it.
0: I hate getting voicemails though. That's my whole thing. I yeah. hate because I if I see a missed call, I'll call you back when I see that missed call. I'm not gonna listen to my voicemail. There's no point. You call me for a reason, I'll call you back. Right. That's how I feel
2: about <laughs> No, and that's that's a good thing. You you know, that's respect. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah
2: my mom's been like calling me. She leaves a voice. I'm like, stop leaving
0: me voicemail. Just, um I see a miss call, ma. Right, miss call.
2: Yeah, <laughs> who the hell is miss call? Yeah, no, just <laughs> like unknown. <huh? laughs> but yeah, um,
0: where were we at? We were talking. We were talking about a whole bunch of slew of things, like yeah, your movies. Uh,
2: basically, we were talking about all that. Well, stuff. how did we get about Charles? We were talking. As about, we were talking about letting go. Yeah, letting go, letting go of the yeah. baby, killing the baby, dropping the baby. Selling the no. <laughs> selling the baby, too. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the things that I, I find honestly hard to do. Yeah. Is to, you know, to trust somebody else to be my location manager yeah. or trust somebody to do my casting yeah. and just that and the next well, thing. Well, it goes
0: back to your mindset of you doing everything yourself. Again, you doing everything yourself because you don't want to ha- have people with their time and stuff like that, yeah. too. So you're, and plus, like, in a general sense, you're not, a film production studio where you're, you know, constantly making things in the sense of making generate money or right. you can hire people to do that stuff as well. Which you probably, which I'm guessing you want to get to that level as well. Oh heck yeah, yeah.
2: Heck so. I would love to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean that's why like with you, like honestly, right now within this community of 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 DPS, it, I, my is always you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always pictured it, you know, and I've talked with Dane about it, and I'm always like, yo, yes, Demarco, and da 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 da. Yeah. You know because I feel like because of your background and you're yeah. studying that I can trust you, mm-hmm. you know, per our conversations previously, I know, you know what I, yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I, and sometimes I think that maybe you could even think better than what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things you're one of the people that I can definitely trust that I can say, okay, I can trust him to go do that. yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. Thank um, you. One of the things when I, the casting thing, everybody wants to do, you know, everybody wants to be a casting director everybody say they can do the casting director yeah. and this, that thing. But if you haven't read the script and really understand that character, you, you really can't well, cast
0: for it. I think casting director is a very specific job too, as well. Like I said, you have to read the script, you have to also maybe talk to the director right. and discuss what their, um, ideas are as well. Cause like, I think if casting is, if I'm not mistaken, the director's there as well. I think the director's there on the second set of casting mm-hmm. where you, you know, will cast a bunch of people, and then the director sees them the next round. So right. I think the casting director is that first round, and then they're in that second round with the director as well. I don't know many casting directors, and I don't know how that process goes. Right. So I could be completely wrong, which I probably am. Right.
2: <laughs> I just can't give that up to, to lose, to not be a part of that. I can let somebody else do the casting yeah. and just sit there quietly on the side like I'm the guy to go get the, the, the juice and all that yeah. stuff without the person actually knowing that the director is sitting right there. I think that's a good idea, too. But now you're giving away your secret. Say what? You're giving away your secret. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Yeah, well, you know. I'm not famous yet, so people won't even know who I am. So if I go get it, they they won't know. Let me ask
0: you this, too, because we didn't bring this up yet. But um, we'll finish it off with this question real quick. But also, I remember you doing something with a film company a while back. Yeah. What happened with that? Because, like, what was the goal? What was the um, what was the whole mindset with that company? What was like the be all end all with that?
2: Um, it had great potential. Yeah, and we started writing this this one film, and a lot. I think the downfall was people. The owner of the company definitely believed in me. Yeah, he was because what happened was he saw some stuff on one time. Yeah, when I had the uh, you know on on YouTube shorts. And he was like, dude, how did you film that? And da 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 this is great. And he was told, he was, I was mentioned to him by another person, by a good friend of his. So when he met me and brought me on, he was like, yo, I love this guy's work, man, this is great, and da-da-da-da-da. And he wanted me to direct this one project they were doing. Mm -hmm. Everything was going good, but again, one of the things was um, people not knowing their role and everybody wanting to be the head person. Yeah, no one's staying in the lane. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And during this project, I was probably the most knowledgeable because of my, you know, Hollywood background and yeah. the film background and all of that. So I knew a lot of stuff and he believed in me and he was like, yeah, man, this is that next thing. But there was another person who was the creative director and yeah. that's when he and I had, um, butted heads. Yeah. One of the things was with casting. Okay. You know, um, we were good. The script was, was pretty much done.
0: Yeah, you had the table read. I yeah, we had I was the table for read. That,
2: yeah. every, you were there for that? I was there
0: for that because oh. I remember seeing that big old cast of people. It was yeah, like 16 yeah. people. Yeah, and we like had that, right? the table read. That was a huge, ambitious project, to be yeah. honest.
2: And it was costing a lot of money.
0: Yeah. and but I the, was the money, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't really there because like the budget was so little. Right. We have so many characters in that.
2: But the budget was there. The money was actually there. It was just another person on the end trying to... Not pay for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was the problem. And see, I was trying to bring it in under budget because one of the things I always like to do, I pride myself in bringing a project in under budget. Yeah. You know, cutting it as much as I can and, you know, and using what we can to keep it under budget. Yeah. And I think with that person wanting to cut the budget so much and not really pay people, I'm like, you can't have a production this big. Yeah. And not pay people. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And then we had like I don't know if you were there when we had these people come in and they were talking about were you there when we when they were the, talking the about the phone call? No, they were they were I think they were talking about their equipment that they were gonna bring in. Yeah, the
0: fifty thousand dollars and yeah, stuff like, that. was said, a phone call, yeah.
2: Okay. And it was just ridiculous. Yeah. You know like I mean
0: and also the way that sounded, it kept it kept aiming towards like Oh, we'll bring you fifty thousand dollars worth of stuff, but like, what's that fifty thousand dollars really going to get you? Because you're not paying for. Are you paying for the cat, like their crew, or are you just paying for the fifty thousand dollars worth of material and they're already doing it for free and yada yada yada? So, I mean, it was it was a weird, weird time, I would say, when I was there. It just if I felt uncomfortable, to be honest, because I felt like I didn't belong there. And what? Yeah, I just felt like it was, like, I just feel like they didn't, like. I don't think I was getting a good vibe from them. Uh, from the people at the company? Yeah, the company. I uh. felt like I was, you know, they thought I probably didn't know anything. I just had right. this weird feeling like he didn't think I knew anything.
1: Wow,
2: I but, didn't know
0: that. Like, I just had this weird, yeah, I didn't really think about it till later on. Now, like, going back over it, like, I just didn't feel like the guy, like, the dude, what, I think you know who I'm talking about. Right. He just seemed like he thought I knew nothing. Uh-huh. Cause like the the way he well comes he was off, like that with me too yeah I mean he's just it he, he was very standoffish I should yeah. say so
2: yeah no I I got that vibe from him too at first yeah you know what I mean but again like I said you know um he didn't know how to work those C 100s one time right you know and I think that they were spending what what angered me was that they were spending so much money and I'm like well, how come no one's coming to me to you know yeah. how come no one came to us yeah. before they went out and bought three of those cameras and all that stuff instead of talking to us but we yeah. could have saved when you money. Had
0: also like those other cameras they had were great. Right. Like they don't need, especially making this like pilot or whatever you're making, you don't need always that fancy equipment and people forget about that because it's about your storytelling. Right. It's about visually telling a story as well. Yeah, nice cameras are great and all, but like at the same time it's like if, if your story's not there, your product's not gonna be, it's not gonna shine just because it's visually right. great. Like people aren't gonna remember that. Like people don't remember that, but they're not gonna remember the whole story. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're are they trying to make movies for the? It's a good quote I heard uh, from Tony Baxter, Imagineer of Disney. He said he's not making rides for the one time ride. It's for the twentieth ride. Right. And are you making films for the first time uh viewer or the twentieth time viewer? Right. So that's how I look at things now.
2: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of this stuff was. I'm trying to save money. Yeah. They're going out there spending money and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Why are we spending well, so much money on this? I mean,
0: I don't really know the logistics of what they're spending the money on, but like for that, I think even coming under budget, you might've screwed yourself in the long run mm-hmm. because there's so many people and so many moving parts. I feel like that one would have went over budget in general. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and But the budget they had for it wasn't even enough to really cover everything I felt like in right. a general sense from what I, I, I don't remember really exactly the budget, but I remember thinking about it and hearing, I'm like, you have, you're making two movies and you're spending, let's say, I think it was, I'm mean, going to guess, I don't remember, $15,000 maybe, and you're spending $15,000 not on one project each, on two different projects, right. and one has 16 people in it, plus a cast, and a, or plus a crew, crew members, uh-huh. and then you have another one that's a horror film with like. Five other people in it, so it's like that's really disproportionate of like what you want. To, like the seven thousand seventy five hundred dollar budget works for that horror film, maybe, right. but the seventy five hundred for this thing won't work. No, no,
2: it wouldn't. And it was one of those things where I got fed up with it because I'm like, look, I'm trying to keep telling y'all, yeah, what we're doing is we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot here. Yeah, this is going crazy. And then when those guys came in and they were talking about fifty dollars, fifty thousand for the truck and this yeah. that and the next thing. And then, you know, my thing is... And then they didn't didn't want to spend that money anyway, so why would you give them $50,000 anyway? Then I realized, too, they didn't own the equipment. They were going to rent it. Mm. You know, and then the funny thing is, when you listen to people talk, you'll hear the truth come out in some things, you know? So I'm listening to them talk through the whole conversation. This is when I was done. I was shut down. I was like, okay, I'm not even dealing with them. Because I remember during the conversation, he was talking about how we own the red, and we own this, and we own that. Then... When it comes talking about the budget, it's like, oh, well, that would be in the rental of the, you know, the red and that. I'm like, wait a minute. What?
0: Well, What's cause they, well, no, they own it, but they're rent rented out to you as well. So they make their money. So cause they own it, they're, you're renting out their camera as well. Mm. So they're putting that into a production thing. So like, exactly. yeah, like, you know, for example, people put that into rates as well. Like, you know, technically let's say for, I, I mean, this is my pricing, but like, uh, or this someone's uh, generic pricing idea. So I'm a DP obviously, for me, it's three fifty. But with me, and my camera because you're renting out my camera, mm-hmm. that's another four fifty on right. top of that. So you're making eight hundred dollars a day right. in that regard. Because okay, need, yeah, it's it's. I think I think you might have heard the wording. Cor- right. I mean, maybe I heard the wording incorrectly too. Maybe they are really renting it and they don't really own it. But you know, I mean? don't. I don't yeah, know. I just heard the two. Just like, to hmm. um, just to clarify, maybe that's what they meant. Yeah. Seen both sides of the spectrum.
2: Yeah. I just heard the two and I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay. But then I felt like this, this is not necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to get the food truck, the, the big truck and all this stuff. And I'm like, come yeah. on, we don't need all of that. You know, and I'm not like that. I like yeah. the simpleness. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we got to come in and we got to do it quick, you know, do the handheld, shoot it, boom, boom we out. Yeah, but wouldn't you like to try the the more... I would love to, but again, it wasn't in the budget for them oh, yeah. to do that.
0: For that time, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? We had to get... I wanted to do it with the permits and everything because I wanted to take my time. Yeah. One of the things with one time, I, I rushed yeah. through it, and I never want to be in that position again. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it takes away your cre- creativity Yeah, when you rush. And you got to get the hell out of there real yeah. fast, you know, especially when you haven't had rehearsals or anything like that. Yeah. That was one of the things that I think um, I won't do within the next film. Yeah. You know, we're going to have rehearsals. Yeah, no matter how you slice it. But see, my lead actor lives in California. Okay. You know. Yeah. So um, that means I have to actually go to California to, to do the rehearsals and the film. So you, yes, know him. Hmm? you know,
0: Skype them. You know, Skype them. Or Skype them. Just to save some money, if you need to.
2: Yeah. You know, but I won't do it again without having a rehearsal. So that was one of the things that happened with that project. And then um, when me and one of the me and the creative director got into a real heated argument. Yeah. I'm talking to the point where we were like, well, come outside then, man. Yo, who you talking to, bruh? I'll meet you outside, oh, wow. man. Yo, let's do all okay, right, we'll do this. But <laughs> the holy shit. They yeah, it got happened. that bad. And it was this was in text. Yeah. You know, and it was a group text. So, of course, the guy who was producing it was seeing all the text. Yeah. You know, and he was like, Yo, what the is going on? Yeah. You, you know what? From from until further notice, this project is dead. Wow. You know what I mean? He said, t- because this is ridiculous
0: yeah that
2: yeah that's crazy. you know and um, what, what
0: was the spark of that argument though?
2: Well, what it was was there was um we had, we had an agreement that all three writers right would pick who was going to be in the cast member. so when the people came in audition, it was a mutual agreement, yeah, okay. One of the guys who created a director picked out this one woman who was not really that good of an actress, yeah, and during her audition when it was over, he said, you know you how do you feel?" He's like, okay, he said, you like the part? She said, yeah, he said, okay, you got it. And I'm like, huh? Wait a minute, what? You know what I mean? I, I didn't feel she, her acting was strong enough. Yeah. You know, so we got into an argument about that. So then I had a person, and this is how I feel. Certain people who you've worked with and you know are, are good actors. Yeah. You know, to me, you don't have to audition them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's certain people, like, there's an actor named Joe Plumpinski. Joe Plumpinski? Polimsky a Plumsky? Is it an actor? Or an- He's an actor. Joe Piscopo? No, he oh. he works. He's in. He lives oh, in Vegas. okay. <laughs> but he's in this in the active circle. Okay, right. Um, he's an actor that I know. Yeah. That if he ever came in front of me, I would. There was no need to audition him. Yeah. Because I know he's gonna do it. Yeah. Amy Zeal, same thing. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't actually audition him. I'm just giving him the script. Yo, here it is. This is the character. boom. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know. So with this one, I said I have this person who I think can do the part. Yeah. He was like, "Well, they have to come in the audition." Yeah, I'm like, "No, they don't." But I'm the director, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, "Well, I'm the creative director." I said, "Yeah, but I don't think you get this right. I have final say so as a director." Yeah, you know, you're not gonna tell Martin Scorsese who you think you know you're gonna argue with him and who's he gonna bring in. Yeah,
0: was he a producer? Because usually you hit the no. He was just a creative director, yeah, but he didn't right. know
2: his role. Yeah, you know. Well, I
0: mean, again, to play both sides of that story, I think in that regard, if you do that again, I think you should just in in respectfulness, if mm-hmm. it was more respectful for you, I think you would probably do that in this regard, is like bring the person on, just say, hey, I want to show you the person, but I really think they're strong for this role, just to, like, just to you know, it's not right. your technically, it's your project, but it's not your project project, where it's still that company's project in right. that regard, you're just the director hired for that, just to just to throw that out there right. to you. but
2: how is he able to say... You like the part, yeah? It's yours. Yeah, without checking with all of well, us. That's
0: true too. Yeah, so it's like we got both sides of the story, right. I mean, both sides of the tale, right there. You know.
2: So needless to say, all of that yeah. destroyed the project. Yeah. Then the two owners, they went their separate way, mm. and I think one of them, that their company is still out there. They're still there. Um, <laughs> they're still buying all this camera equipment and everything. Um, this other guy, the other guy, he's doing his thing. Yeah. Where I understand he's. Producing films or whatever the case may be, yeah. um, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Or what's okay. going on? And it's, and it's a sad thing because it, I, I think it, with the money behind it and the potential, I think he could have could have did good. Yeah. But this is my theory on it. You don't buy unless you got a distributor or somewhere you're going. Yeah. You know, you don't sit here and buy the red camera and figure you're going to do this and, and and this is what you're going to be yeah. shooting with.
0: And but also, wasn't there wasn't there a company like not just. I mean, filming because they filmed the church thing on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had some editing projects in a recording studio. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, get some of that equipment. But like you said, you don't need the red camera right away. You can you can wait on it. You can buy, it. hey, you can buy it. But you need to bring in the profit. You know right. what I mean? And I don't think they're bringing. I don't. I don't know their business. And from what I saw, it was always empty. From the three right. times I've been there.
2: Well, it it's it's. I think that well. They're obviously making money.
0: Yeah. Because it's still there. But also that, that could be the person who owns it, could be just putting be. money in. So could be. I don't I don't know either. I know.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't really know either. I was just there a couple of days ago. I just was in the neighborhood. I mean, stop by and they are still there. And I went there and we talked. We're cool. Yeah. You know, the horror movie is is dead
0: okay, yeah um, that, I think that filmed for like one day and then yeah, just, and they
2: bought the big rig thing yeah, with the the you easy know, rig yeah the easy rig and all that and they put it on that camera and they did they the didn't one it break
0: shot. or something like that someone said no, oh, okay, no I thought someone said the camera broke or something like that no 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 okay But it was heavy yeah
2: the one that they hired as a director of it was a female, and she told me it was very heavy.
0: Well, all cameras are heavy, you know, and, and that shouldn't be a problem. It doesn't matter how heavy well, it is. When you had the easy rig, which well, it gives it gives you it's all way on the hips. Right. So you should be fine with that. It's not a problem. Like,
2: <laughs> like I did the hip thing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> literally all the it's all <laughs> the, it's all, <laughs> all the, all in the hips. In the hips. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all
0: yeah, all that absorption's on their hips. So, right. like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't know the problem. I wasn't there. So, like, I'm just saying, like. Yeah, it's heavy, but at the same time, your shoulders aren't shouldn't be killing you. Right. And then also, I think I saw a picture where it's all in front of you. Yeah, right. you can do that for handheld stuff, but you got to put it on your shoulder still.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't think they had the shoulder rigs corrected for what they really yeah. needed to do that. So
2: it was it was it was sad because I mean I think they could have had the big I, one of the things is, is trust. Yeah. They I didn't think have the they trust. Had to trust me. Yeah. And I, I felt that there was no trust in me. Yeah. I don't actually, think there's
0: any trust in any of the productions. I think they just mm. need
2: yeah. And I think that's what killed it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. You know, there was no trust in it and no trust in I me, mean, because I always wanted to bring it in under budget. Yeah. You know, I, I, I knew what favor. I was doing. Yeah. You know, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and then what I was getting paid for it is like, you know, come on now. Yeah. I'm doing this because I believe in the project. But I also feel that if you're spending all this money and you don't have distribution, you're going to be sitting there talking about, wow, we spent all that money and we hey. just have something that.
0: And the funny thing is they could have started their own distribution as well. Like they could have did all that yeah. stuff themselves instead through that VODs type of service. Mm-hmm. They could have,
2: they, like, they I don't think
0: they looked at it in the long and the big picture. I think they thought in the short term mm-hmm. and like, you know, because we know people in this, we know the people in that, but you can't really trust the people that you know right. at these places because they they might not be, they're not like, the, unless you know the person who like picks the movies out Netflix or at Hulu or whatever it is, right. or the people that, you know, do that shit, you're not going to, like if you know the fucking mailroom clerk, you're not going to know the guy who fucking picks the movies out. Like right. there's no chance in how you're getting on Hulu then or Netflix. Yeah. So, so what? Yeah. Just make like, honestly, make your own VOD platform. Then if you want to do it yourself, honestly, then do it yourself and do that then yourself too. Yeah. And then guess what? People are going to slow you and slowly below fan base. Like they, I mean, there's a lot of things I learned also. It's like you, they could have put all that shit, like clips of it on YouTube trailers. Yeah. 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 funnel that all up. So it all links to your VOD service Right. and then boom, Guess what? You have some traction. You have some also. You have small clips. You have things on social media showing and generating mm-hmm. video views and stuff like that. And then they could have got more, you know, more feedback in that yeah. in that regard Cause because they, they like, had the money. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we know someone in Lionsgate. Oh, okay.
1: Right.
0: And what's the what's the percentage of them in Lionsgate actually picking up your film? Yeah. And then yeah, and then on top of that, they're going to pay you a shit amount because you're technically making a film for free, but they're going to give you like a thousand dollars, whatever it is to buy your film. Right. So you're never going to make really a lot of money. You're not going to make millions of fucking dollars from that. Especially if like, like how, how much was your film? Like $6,000. Well, I'll give you $6,000 for it to make your money back. Oh, I want like $32,000 for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you really think someone's going to give you $32,000 for a $6,000 budget. That's why. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, and, with them, I just think their downfall was that there was no belief. Yeah, that too. You know, there's yeah. no belief in anybody. And then when you got so many people, one of the things was too, when you have so many ears, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like so many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. It's definitely going to go down, you know? And I think that was the thing They had too many chefs in the kitchen and people not knowing their role and yeah. their positions, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to be the one man guy. Yeah. You know, but I'm not that guy who's going to sit around and wait.
0: Yeah. No. I get
3: you. You know, and yeah. I get
2: it done. And like I said, you know, I've been able to let go. Where when it comes to you, because I know you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean. So whatever budget that I'm getting or trying to get. Yeah. You and your price is included in that budget. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that right there is, and that's where I'm trying to get to. Everything that I did at one time, I want to learn not to do. In this new movie,
0: yeah, and you always and you keep you keep doing that in every movie you make too. So
2: you'll get better and better every time. Every time you get yep. better and better, and just to be able to step back and say, okay, I'm not in front of the camera, I, I don't have a camera in my hand, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting there at the, in the director's chair looking at the monitor, and I'm saying cut, and I have that much faith in you yeah. to know you're getting the shot that I want. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that's very important. I don't remember which director it said it was one of the old school directors, and they were saying that was it Spielberg. It was either Spielberg, or um, the dude who did Star Wars, George Lucas. Yeah. yeah, that he had a particular guy. His DP was who he worked with with yeah. all of those. And then he do Jaws, or who did Jaws?
0: Spielberg did
2: Jaws. How do you not know that? Huh? Spielberg. I'm is- testing you. I want to make sure you know. I what I'm love talking Jaws. About.
0: Are you kidding me? Like that's I know like one everything my about movie.
2: that that movie.
0: There's a if you listen to the Rewatchables podcast, they have a good one about Jaws. Actually, there. Like the way they were talking about the behind the scenes, it should be a Netflix show, like about the making of Jaws. I think it is. No, no, no? like an actual like TV show. They're saying, oh, like a, okay. Uh, actual like you know, there's a bunch of documentaries, but like I heard like the, the, the fucking crew was mutinying and all that shit. Yes, like, yes, all yes. That yes. Shit, yeah, like they said, like if it was a Netflix show, it, like they always ask a question, like if this was a Netflix show, would you watch it? Yeah, like if it was about the crew and like that whole summer, right. I would love to watch a show about that. And like I would too.
2: But that was the same thing with yeah. George Lucas. The crew mutinied on him. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, that was Star Wars, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know? So it was like, it was one of them, but they were saying that he's able to know that that DP is who he can trust and who he can work with to capture what he wanted. You know, the link between them was that close.
0: Yeah, there's a... Uh, Spielberg works with this one. I always forget I forget his name. It's like, Oh, man, it's like a... It's like a Polish name, I think. He's done linking with them. I think he did... Um. It's Schindler's List, Lincoln. I know. Oh, he did a whole bunch of films with Spielberg since Schindler's List. I think he was a DP. Yeah, he's a DP. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Sorry, everyone. So we're
2: going for a little bit of the pause while he looks for something right now. But follow me on my YouTube page. which Yes, is we were like, gonna ask you
0: that actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, what's your uh, <laughs> actually? If you can, while I'm looking, can you tell us your social media is that you want people to follow you at?
2: Okay, you can follow me at uh, on Instagram at one time the movie, all one word, and the number one. So it's number one. Time the movie that's on Instagram. My YouTube page is D capital D F I L M G U Y and the number one, all one word. So it's D Film Guy One on YouTube. That's gonna be my whole following YouTube page. I, um, I I found the guy. It's Janas
0: uh, Kaminsky. I don't I don't know if I said his first or last name correctly, but he, he worked on Saving Private Ryan. Yes, Janas yeah. Kaminsky. Yeah.
2: How did you not know that?
0: I I heard a um well it's a podcast with him recently I just forgot his name I know it's I know Polish.
2: Giannis Kaminsky was the guy I just wanted to see how far you was gonna go I call him bullshit you
0: I can tell I can tell that I'm calling bullshit on that I've seen the face
2: dude I, what are you talking <laughs> about? I can,
0: see, I can see the bullshit
2: who don't know Giannis Kaminsky come yeah.
0: on okay give me the give me okay, the DP of, of Godfather then
2: oh man that was uh oh, was his name yeah yeah. Um yeah. right on the tip of my
0: tongue. Oh yeah, sure.
2: Uh George uh, I can't remember his name. Gordon Willis. See, I was close. It was with a G. Had a G. You had <laughs> You didn't have a G so was a that. G. Give- Off the top of my head. Yeah. I remembered it was a G, and I was it was George or it was the other guy you said. Yeah, who shot most of Charlie Chaplin stuff? Now we're going way yeah. <laughs> back there. I have no idea who you know who did that? Yeah,
0: it's like this guy Ollie. It's some guy named Ollie? Yeah, his name's Ollie something. If you watch the Chaplin movie uh Ollie. Uh, it's uh, Was it Mohammed? No, no, no. Ma- not Ali. <laughs> Ali. Uh, is it Ali? Now? now I'm like...
2: Uh, he said, who shot Charlie Chaplin?
0: <laughs> they had a DP in Charlie Chaplin? He was a camera operator in the back in the day. It was... Um, i can tell you exactly who it was again. Because David Duchovny played him.
2: It was, and my other page, my Facebook page is Bowfinger... Yeah. Stagger, but I really don't. Yeah, nah, and I was just watching
0: Chaplin too two days ago. Are you? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm watching the circus. I have like all his movies almost now. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, it's all in the Criterion Collection. Oh,
2: yeah, a movie night, man. We yeah. just come over yeah. here and watch <laughs> movies all night. Yeah, with you. I
0: have a blockbuster. You want? I'm telling you, there's like
2: a blockbuster <laughs> store right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How many movies do you have? Uh,
0: over 365.
2: Well, you've grown because I remember last time you told me you was like in the twos.
0: Yeah, and then my friend has about. Uh, 10 of them right now they, I'm They He's still watching It took him a year uh-huh. He's still watching them He only watched like 2 out of like the 10 really? like, what are you I saw him yesterday I'm like What are you doing man I
2: want my movies back like, Right right Can you just fucking watch them Man You gotta get a bigger TV
0: uh, No I think I have I have like a TV in my room And I got okay. a TV That's our uh, communal TV So the TV in my room Is just as big Okay So it's like From my older apartment I got a what?
2: 75 inch
0: Oh okay <laughs> That's, That's cool
2: I was thinking about adding it, you know, like using it yeah. as editing thing. But I was like, I would have to sit because I'm going to be setting up a yeah. studio for editing. And I realized
0: I'd have to sit further back. Also, that wouldn't be a good like color grading monitor or anything of that nature. It's more of a reference monitor. Because yeah. it, in in regards to like a TV real quick, um, TVs have certain colors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you want a reference monitor for color or like a de- at least a good um, monitor to like, see the actual picture of how it looks because it's going to look different on TV. And then you're going to fuck, fuck up your color grade or something like that. I'm too. glad you mentioned that because
2: yeah. I did not know that. Cause yeah. I was going to really use the TV and they're a little
0: bit more expensive too. But mm-hmm. like, honestly, you're, you're going to get you. The reason why you're spending them is because they're they're I know they're expensive and I'll, I'll, I'll admit to them They're I don't have any, but like even like you can buy cal- calibration syst- software mm-hmm. for your computer and calibrate to the correct monitor. Oh. So yeah, it's, it's color grading is a very particular. Um, I mean, I don't know much about it, but it's very particular about what you need to do. Like they say the most perfect room is like have like three walls of gray, like 18% gray in your room mm-hmm. and then like have the color temperature. I think at 5,600 bulbs in your room because your eyes like have a certain, um, sense to them that you can see and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So like you see the colors properly. Mark Ravosco can tell you a shit ton about that, by the way.
2: Let me ask something. Do you think that, cause I've noticed that a lot of the color grading and this, that and next thing.
3: Yeah.
2: Is it, I mean, it's kind of like a photographer who to me, yeah. a photographer who shoots photos, yeah. but looks forward to getting into Photoshop so he can make it better. I'm like, why won't you not just shoot? better
0: well uh, I heard this a long time ago uh, Photoshop is a deconstructive program where you're deconstructing an image and mm-hmm. Lightroom is more of a constructive program I guess where you're, you're, you're you know doing things that I, I, I don't use both of them this is a long time ago when I heard this phrase so I don't really know I don't use Photoshop or Lightroom that much but like Photoshop's more of a you know corrections of the photo you know what I mean mm-hmm. or Lightroom you can do all these other crazy things Lightroom you can't do the crazy things you just check the contrast levels all that shit right but like, I don't know, I think, like you said, sorry, go back to your question again. It was basically like, why would someone go into Photoshop, right? right? Why, would
2: you, why, why would a photographer I mean, shoot to look forward to going to Photoshop? Why would you just not shoot your best shot the first time? Yeah. Well, so it's kind I, of like I, with I color grading, you know, why are you shooting to, that you have to go into to do color grading? Why would you not just set up your camera to shoot where it can shoot?
0: Well, a lot of people are shooting flat. So you want to shoot flat to get the most out of your image and getting the most out of your image, it makes it like a grayish color, not a grayish color, but it kind of like it flattens the image. So you mm-hmm. don't really see the color and then you bring it into post because like all that raw information in the in the camera of flat, shooting flat um, will allow you to bring all those images out better. So when you color first you color, correct you correct the colors like if you mess up the white balance this that and the other thing mm-hmm. and then when you're done with that you color grade so you you bring the image to what you want it to be so you can technically make the image look like it is right now but like you're just enhancing it in a sense i mean i think that's the best way of putting it right. if i'm not mistaken like so.
2: i see a lot of this davinci yeah thing you know what i mean yeah do you think davinci is becoming a go-to editing Ed- software um i
0: I mean, I don't want to use it for editing. I'd rather just use it for color grading, personally. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's cool. You can buy it for free. Um, you I mean, just
2: said you can buy it for free.
0: Yeah. You can
2: buy it for free. Well,
0: you can buy it for free. You get it for free, I'm sorry. Or buy it for like $300, <laughs> the whole studio. So, but like, it's all on one. It's like, you know, because Final Cut is just really editing right. and Premiere. It was just editing but you need to have that whole creative cloud. DaVinci is basically like hey you get to ingest the media, you get to edit the media, then color grade, then also work on the audio and then finish it up and export it. I'm I mean it's cool, but I, I don't know got
2: transitions being made for it.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I'm not big on it still. Like I'd rather just edit in Premiere. I think because it, so you like Premiere. I like Premiere or Final Cut personally. I think because it's getting I'm going to Avid next, actually. That's my next I
2: thought Avid was
0: Fuck no. You you make ninety seven percent more money as an avid editor.
2: Mm. And
0: plus Avid's Avid still is standard in, in uh in Hollywood.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: So I mean I wanna just challenge myself and I think doing Avid next is uh a good challenge for me. Now you
2: gonna go to school for that, or are you gonna no. just download no, gonna, the software? I'm gonna
0: get the software. It's about twenty two bucks a month, same as a Premiere a month that I pay for right mm-hmm. now. So I'm like, well, what's the, what's the point if I like it's the same amount of money for right. Avid now? So I'm like, I'm gonna just do Avid. And then Charles knows Avid, so he he's going for his Avid certification, uh, or he has it right now. And I'll, I'll just learn off him. He was teaching me a little bit, and yeah. So I'm gonna try that next after the, some of the projects I'm editing right now finish right.
2: up. Okay. Right, which makes sense if you I mean if that's what you're going to be doing yeah you know I feel like a lot of filmmakers will let that hold them back yeah you know what I mean like, yeah. well I'm waiting for this that and next thing and again you're waiting yeah you know instead of just getting it done and you know doing it yeah you know not waiting because you you can't you're not putting it on the ad video you're not putting it on premiere or this that and next thing to me like I said my first movie Homework Bound was done on Sony Movie Maker yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I don't know, don't ask me, if I look at Sony Movie Maker now, I don't even think they have that out.
0: They just have Sony Vegas now.
2: Okay. and see, yeah. Some people use Sony Vegas. I just got DaVinci. Um, How do you like it? I looked at it, I opened up, and I was able to import an image, and then I was like, eh, man, I'm, it's just way too much. Way too much? Is it, I mean, for me to just sit there and have to start back editing it yeah. again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, again, where I would have to find an editor who I can trust yeah. to do this. If they're using Da Vinci or if they're using whatever they're using, yeah. I have to be able to let that go. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, I find it's the hardest thing for me to do is to be able to let, let go. go and trust yeah. somebody else to, to capture my image. Like I can tell you straight up right now, there's no way I have not reached that point to where I could say, um I'm going to send you the footage. You have the script. Yeah, I'm going to send you the footage. Put it
0: together. Well, I also, just to kind of promote Avid a little bit right there, there's something called SyncScript, and you put the script into Avid, and it'll go line by line with you and show you every the clips and all that stuff in that you're using. What? Yeah, but you have to kind of have a good assistant editor to set it up. Uh-huh. So basically, like, you can go through the script and kind of see where the edit is on the script and stuff like that.
2: No way. Yeah, it's
0: a pretty cool piece of um, tech.
2: So it, it'll go from the words?
0: Yeah. And I'll show you what clips are, um, you know, part of that thing. Like, oh, this is scene 5A with this scene, this scene, this scene, this is the alternate. This, But again, you need a person who will assist you on that right. and kind of set that all up.
2: Wow. Yeah. But I'm getting there. I yeah. think with each movie that I do, I it will be able to let go more and more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think I would. You know, once I find that editor who... I can trust to go ahead and capture what I'm looking at. Yeah. You know, what I picture in my mind and what's on the script. Yeah. You know, and catch, capture the best, you know, but one of the things that I find hardest is when you're doing things like that with a client, you know, you'd be there for hours. Yeah. Because, hey, can you change that? Can you put that over there? Is there a way? That's that you why can- you
0: charge them more money after the third edit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Guys, you yeah, heard that you charge more money after the third edit. So you don't get shit for all the edits you yeah. do. Yeah.
2: Man, so that's why I would not do that with a client. That I learned, yeah, you yeah. know, not to do. So, you know, um, all in a nutshell, um, my my, my thing is get it done, yeah, do it. Well, Don't you just, sit around,
0: you just beat my last question. I wasn't asking any parting words.
2: Did I, <laughs> yeah, you I jumped the gun, you jumped the gun a little bit, yeah, that's fine. Damn it, I did it
0: again, <laughs> it's all good, it happens on the show,
2: <laughs> but yeah, I feel that, um. Get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit around and wait. That's Hollywood. A lot of the, I mean, I can't tell many filmmakers I've met in Hollywood is like, yeah, well I'm waiting for, you know, or as soon as this one. People are doing movies with with iPhones. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's getting done. And the reason why I believe it's good to get it done is because unless you got a distrib- a distributor, you know, if you, you spend all this money on all this high tech equipment and everything, all oh, you guys are paperweight because anybody buying your movie. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's just sitting there, you spent all this money instead of, you spent all your time and money on equipment and not on quality of your script. Mm. You know what I mean? And your storyline and everything like that. You know, because I've seen movies that, you know, the storyline is what captures you. Yeah. It makes you say, you know what, this is pretty good. And it may not be filmed good. The quality may be poor where you could tell that it was, you know, done with such and such a camera. Yeah. But the storyline is strong enough to get you to keep watching it. Yeah. You know, and right now, that seems to where the industry is going is, like you said, the length of time
3: yeah.
2: that you're watching it is how people are getting paid. You yeah. know, I know, I don't know which company it was that changed their pay format from $15 a minute to $6 a minute and something like that. I heard I something like no that. no idea. But, you know, the, I think the length of time and the storyline... Um, is important. Yeah. The equipment, yeah, equipment is good to have, yeah. you know what I mean? But you got to have a good storyline because the one thing that makes my butt itch is bad stories. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like torture to me. I'll tell you whatever you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know if you ever get captured, what to do if you get tortured.
2: <laughs> man, just watch me watch some of these bad movies. Uh, you know what I mean? I'll tell you whatever you want, man. I know where he is, man. That's where it got Just turn the movie off, man. Please. <laughs> Stop it. Just please. <laughs> I'm begging you Right at the beginning I ain't telling you nothing man I ain't telling you a damn thing Also they turn on like Some like, shitty ass movie That you're like Oh no well, Not this one Amazon Prime movies I'm sitting there like Oh man come on man Not this one Not this one You know My mama's left foot <laughs> You know I'll tell you what you want man I know exactly where he is man He's right there on 43rd and <laughs> You know Matter of fact If you take me with you Stop this movie I'll go with you I'll go, go with, with you <laughs> I'll even
0: knock on the door for you <laughs>
2: Hey man, it's me, man. <laughs> you Open know? up real quick, I show you something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there he is, man—that's the dude you want right there, man. I will tell you what you want, <laughs> but yeah, just get it done, man. Yeah. Just do it and, and and stay positive. Yeah, only just be around positive people, positive energies, positive focus. You know, and uh, yeah, and just that way. If you get that negativity shows up, or whatever, exit out. Yeah, you know that's what I do. That's why I'm not a part of a lot of this this thing,
3: yeah.
2: you know what I mean? Because I can't deal with that negative energy, yeah. the negative people, um, the sarcastic people, you know what I mean? I yeah. can't deal with it. And in this industry is so small, especially here in Vegas. It's such a small community. You want to be able to work with people and, and have a reputation as, as being legit, being good, Yeah, you know, knowing that, you know, you deliver what you say you're going to deliver, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I agree. You know, some people... You know, paying people for their for their time, yeah, that's important. If yeah. they if you can get it, great. If you can't, you know, you're paying your dues. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's very important. I remember one time everybody wants to get and this is a saying I have, everybody wants to, you know, get Denzel Washington money. <laughs> right? But yeah. they don't have Denzel Washington experience, yeah, background. You know, but you know, you all you offer them a part and they're like, Well, how much are you paying? Like I there was a girl I wanted to do uh uh wanted in, in the movie. Yeah. And I asked her um, you know, I told her about the movie. First thing she said to me, "Not what the movie was about, what the storyline." was How much about, do you
0: want? To, how much, how you, much pay? are you paying? Yeah.
2: So I, I responded with, "Well, how much experience have you had to warrant what you want to get paid?" And
0: my friend actually had a similar experience when he was casting for something. They're like, "Who's the director? Who's the DP? Like, why do you care about that? Right. You should just care about, you know, what I mean, like, what's 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 that have to do with anything that you, you know, what I mean." Like, yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. Who,
2: who are you to, to know yeah. that? You and know who, what I mean? Yeah.
0: Why do you care? Right. You should be like, you should just be like, yeah, I want to fucking act. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do
2: it. Right. And when I asked, her, I said, how much work have you done in front of a camera to warrant what you want to get paid? Yeah. Never heard from her again. Jesus. You know what I mean? So yeah. that just tells me, yeah, you haven't had any kind of experience,
3: yeah. you know, but
2: that's the first thing. So they haven't had, the, they haven't paid their dues. They haven't done they homework. They haven't done anything. Yeah. But everybody wants to get paid. Same thing with the cameraman. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, if I ask you, you know, to, to be, to work this project and you ask me how much you're getting paid. Yeah. You know, of course, my next question will be, well, how much experience have you had? Yeah. You know, and then followed by, do you go to the movies a lot? Yeah. Do you own a DVD collection? Yeah. If those answers are no, then my my next answer going to be, we, we can't work with you. You
0: should ask them, what's their top five favorite movies?
2: Exactly. If they say Grease was the last movie they've seen, then we're done. Well,
0: that's, that's, I mean... You can see it on TV, though.
2: No, it's the last movie they've seen. <laughs>
0: well, it could be the last movie they saw if they watched TV last night, and that was. Uh, true, true, so, true. Got you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, Bowfinger, for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. And um, again, thank you so much.
2: You're welcome, man. I'm glad you thought about me. And this is the first podcast that I ever did. You hear me? I said, podcast, the first <laughs> podcast that I ever did. And, uh, it was fun. It's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. And, and again, thank, thank you to everyone listening and to remember to subscribe to the podcast that we're on Spotify, Google podcast, anchor, Apple podcast, and stitcher. Also, we have a Patreon page. Like I said, in the beginning of the show, and if you want to be a part of that, I got great plans for the future of this cast, like a live streaming show. Yes. You heard it. Live streaming. The show would be awesome to do. And we can only do that with your help, the frame chasers. So, again, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. I'll see you next time. Next Wednesday, you know the deal. Chasing the frame. Hashtag frame chasers. Remember to use that hashtag. And I'll see you
1: next time again. Bye, guys. Take care.